two feet blizzards and a mass shooting that happened at, at that store in Buffalo. It's just way too much pressure on the players. And then dude had a heart attack on the field that turned into a global headline. I was shocked how big of a media phenomenon that became. So you got record blizzards, a mass shooting. Yeah, yeah way too much I'm pressure. First, Dead serious. But you won the Super Bowl, all we forgiven for that. Not the shootings, but it'll be a, a blessing. Oh, it would be. Yeah, I, I, I can die after that. Yeah, 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 I'm okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> <a> great life. <laughs> Buffalo won a Super Bowl. <laughs> Yeah. And then Jesus be I've waiting on Ryan. Like, what if they we kill Ryan? Where the fuck is he? <laughs> Come in late. <laughs> land on some other cloud and shit. Waiting to escort you in, like all right now. So I guess he went to hell. And, he must have went to hell instead. Dad. Like oh, so sorry, so sorry, so sorry. Went the wrong way. Yeah. Like, Try to text the angel and shit. Like, yeah, five minutes. Where you at, motherfucker? Shit. Oh man. You have no idea how fucking funny that is. <laughs> oh man, you're you're a funny guy. Oh shit! Oh, I'm sorry, God. I'll be right there. <laughs> Life has been kicking my ass. Oh. Like, bitch, I know. I've been kicking it. <laughs> Get your ass up here. <laughs> oh man, no lies told. Oh man. Oh, That's funny. Oh, that's, that's funny. That's as a shit. good times. We needed that one. <laughs> oh, told you the only way to prevent that, you got to start picking Ryan up. Yeah, <laughs> I was always on time when that happened. Yeah. Oh man. Let me get back to that. Remember, we came to your house and you were still late. <laughs> I know, that's, man. That's as bad as it gets. Like, just get to the living room, man. <laughs> shit, that's all you had to do. <laughs> oh, he's, he's just a habitual lion stepper when it comes to being punctual. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. I feel like I ain't watching enough new stuff this week. There's nothing this, really new, though. I mean, it's not a I whole know. lot to shoot. Netflix don't have shit. Nothing new on there. Uh, no. Everybody's scared of Avatar. Nobody's coming out for theatrical releases. They could if they wanted to. I mean, this, this, I think Scream came out this time last year, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. No, Avatar in January, though. Yeah, I think uh, I had Spider-Man... No Way Home starting to die down a little bit at that point. I don't know uh, how about everybody else feel, but I don't want to see Avatar again. I saw it once. I was like, I can't sit yeah. through another movie like that because it was so slow. Really? Like, Maybe I can we... watch Infinity War, like, over and over again because it's like there's a good enough action to keep the pace going. But Avatar, I feel like it slowed down in a lot of parts. I was like, I was bored with the storyline. I got tired of all this shit. Like, like, come on, man. Just hurry and get to the fight. So it was worse than Avatar 1 to you. I feel like if I just would have watched it in IMAX instead of 3D, I think maybe I would have been a little bit more engaged. I've got too 
enamored with the whole 3D effect of everything. Like, 3D is supposed to be like James Cameron thing. Like, he revitalized it and he revolutionized it. And all of a sudden, I watched it in 3D. I'm like, I'm, I'm a little bit underwhelmed. Really? Like, I, like, like, it was cool, but I was like, man, like. Been there, done Like, that. I can't sit here for another fucking three hours. I can't do it. Three hours is a lot of, a lot of time. I don't want to spend. At least has to be like time. a, like a slow paced three hour movie. That's like watching The Irishman all over again. But I can watch that over and over. Yeah, again. it's a good it's a good story. But Avatar is not just not that to me. I hear you. That's... I don't need to see it again either. I mean, maybe when it come on DVD or streaming somewhere. I guess maybe it would come to Disney Avatar. That's a guarantee. Yeah. Um, uh, I think so. That's a guarantee. Is it Disney? Is it a Disney property? Yeah, 20th Century Fox, which is Disney. Yeah, because Black Panther ain't coming out till February. Of course, they wait till Black History Month. Of course. Figures. I know. <coughs> like, They're hey, going to promote the hell out of that. Like, hey, come black it up over here at Disney+. Plus. <laughs> <laughs> Got all your Negro needs. You're going to see it like a Black Panther cartoon that we ain't never seen before come out. <laughs> Chat with Bozeman documentary. Hmm. There actually was a good uh, Marvel Black Panther series. I'm not sure if that's on Disney Plus, but it came out maybe a year after that original came out. It's damn good. Is it? They got all kind of the Avengers in there too. Yeah, it's called uh, the Journey of Black Panther. Some, well, you know, it's one of those Marvel animated series. But it's got to be on Disney Plus. That <laughs> Listen to the blast of me that I heard it work today. A dude at my job said Blade Three was better than Blade Two. Who the hell? What? Uh, yeah. Did he watch so the right one? Maybe he got I, it mixed I, up. I don't know what he was watching. He said that he liked Blade Three better than. No, he probably saw Jessica Biel. Oh uh, yeah, like Jessica Biel was pretty He's younger. Yeah, but there's no way yeah, he saw Blade Trinity and he thought it was better than the second one. Thought it was better than Blade Two. I, I mean, we was in the lunchroom. The whole movie. lunchroom turned like what? Are you out of your mind? Like, there's no way Blade Three. That's not better. even a good movie at all. I thought he meant Sling Blade or something. I mean, <laughs> man. She's out of your mind. Like Blades of Glory or something. <laughs> <laughs> you got to mix up. You're talking about the figure skating movie, right? <laughs> That's the word close. Yeah, that was probably better than Blade Trinity. Yeah. Like, Blade Trinity was one of those. I, I wanted to forget it so bad. And I yeah. felt so bad for Wesley Snipes. Yeah, you know, he didn't even want to be in the movie. So No, I, I can tell he didn't want to be in that damn movie. Walking around with Ryan Reynolds before Ryan Reynolds became Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, this is annoying. Uh, Pretty sure he was annoying as shit to him. <coughs> Why are you taking all my screen time? Yeah. Yeah, he didn't deserve all that screen time. He wasn't that damn good. And I keep forgetting fucking Triple H was in. Triple H's big ass is in there. Just for nothing. Just to be big and have silver gold fangs or silver fangs or whatever. Those fangs were terrible. Yeah. Yeah, they were trying something. That's when WWF was trying was- to get the... They people in the movies. Yeah, they shit. had Stone Cold and The Rock. Of course, The Rock <coughs> took off, but they were trying to push other. John Cena and uh, The Rock, the only ones that really took off. I don't know. The Rock didn't take off. He was in that. He played Scorpion King. That, that was that was that was pretty shitty. Yeah, but that was like a big deal. Oh, like, man. yeah, I thought. Yeah, that was, yeah. I vote for the Scorpion King. What yeah. was that other one he had? Uh, Walk Walking Tall, or was it was yeah, that one? And Walking it was another Tall one. Was tight. I, I like that. that one. Yeah. It was kind of cheesy, but it was. It the was Rundown or something was it called? Now the Rundown. That was my movie. I still watch that one all the time. That's still pretty fun. Whatever happened to Sean William Scott? Sean Williams, that, the dude who played the bad guy. Yeah, Stiffler. Yeah, Stiffler. Yeah. What the fuck happened to him, man? He That's was not weird. his name, is it? Well, yeah. I just call him Stiffler because yeah, Stiffler. Yeah, Stiffler. Yeah, his name is Sean something. Yeah. Oh shit, nigga, your girl right there, Sean man, lollipop. Where? Is that's that, Robin Givens? I know. I saw that big ass oh, head on no. the screen. I was like, yeah, damn. See, I forgot she was in this. Yeah. That's yeah. her mom. Like a black Miss Minutes. Big ass head taking up all the screen. Mess Mike Tyson up, man. All that forehead. Oh, Lord. Well, she's look all right. 
I still hit her. Yeah, I've seen worse. Ugly. She's just not as bad as people. (laughs) She wouldn't be over Holly Berry even back then. Nowhere close. Yeah, Holly Berry had a little bit of a mustache back then. Yeah, but she had that that low cut, a little short haircut. Yeah. Oh, damn, that might be my hit. Damn, you just reminded me of something. Damn, I forgot about my hidden gem. I might throw that one in there. A movie that she was in back then. Oh, well, I have to look that up. Ryan, you got your nose together? I do. Yes, sir. <coughs> yeah, man, we about to pop, man. Get your headphones on. Sorry, sir. Yeah, I ain't going to be able to contribute too much because I ain't watched too much new stuff. Yeah, we can't stay out here till 11 o'clock or I'll be real tired when I get home. I'll keep that in mind. Yeah, I'm tired as hell already. <laughs> I'll be waking up at 6 o'clock in the morning. Good Lord. I might have to take tomorrow off. Nah, I ain't wasting my vacation day for this shit, man. I'll just show up late. <coughs> Worked for me for eight years. Still got two weeks. <laughs> kept, kept keeping my job. Oh, man. Oh. Well, you was making hearing aids. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I would show up late almost every day, but I was there every day. It's an even trade off. As long as you show up, they don't care. <laughs> yeah. I worked on holidays. Nobody else wants to work. Yeah. I get to show up 20 minutes late. Fuck y'all. Okay, that's a perk. That's worth it. That's perk, man. We good. Let's Headphone go. sounds good. Mm-hmm. We all good. Everybody so, sounds good. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Nazir to start things off. Okay. Very underrated album right here. It's a classic of mine. I'm starting to respect Nas more and more. He's been making some good music lately, so I need to get back in my bag of yeah. Nas. New York streets will kill us this is the Nas that I love. This era right here, Nas still got a sharp ass fade. Yeah. I don't know who his barber is, man, but I need to get on him. Even with dreads, I'm like, man, if I ever get a fade up, man, I need to find out where he gets his haircut. Yeah. Ryan, you ain't never going to keep your braids, man, until the day you die. <laughs> <laughs> if it doesn't look good in gray, I'm cutting them off. Uh, no, is that the plan right now? Keep the braids so you see gray? Yeah. If it doesn't look good braided up in gray hair, I'm cutting them off. Oh, man. All right, everybody, y'all know what time it is. Time for the Savant Boys to give y'all the education for the week. How we doing? Savant Boys back in the building. Sir, How we man. feeling? Uh-oh. Good to see Ryan, you guys. Buffalo Bill strong all day long. Oh, How y'all yeah. doing, man? You feeling confident now? No, but I'm still happy to be alive. <laughs> yeah, I, I Y'all feel like barely y'all... made it past the Dolphins yeah. without their starting QB. The, their backup. They were their third string quarterback. Third string QB. Almost beat y'all. I thought for a second y'all were in trouble. So A y'all lot of back. shooting in the foot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And my Cowboys. Oh, oh man. That's all win. I wanted. That was a good, solid win. win. I did not want Tom Brady to have that hanging over our head that he beat us in the playoffs. I enjoyed that. No, a lot a of bit. people enjoyed that. I enjoyed that very much because at first I thought it was bad luck to watch the game. I was like, man, I'm just going to watch the updates on my phone. But I started watching the game. I was like, damn, man, Dak actually looking like he know what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. Like, what is going on? Tom Brady looked like he like like Mark Sanchez all of a sudden. Like, what's wrong with him? <laughs> he don't know how to throw the football. Can't run for a damn. If there weren't so many variables in football, I would think that sometimes this shit is rigged, man. Because it'd be, it'd be some games these guys look great, and the next game they throwing the ball into the ground, hitting the receiver in the back of the head, and then the next game they throw for 360 yards. It, I don't believe so. I would hope to, hope it's not true, but I, some reason for some reason, it, that in NBA, I'd be feeling like it's be rigged sometimes. It some games rigged, are, man. but our kicker missed like it, four extra yeah, points. Yeah, like that. He, he owes somebody some money. He was I'm a dude from the replacements. Remember they... Threaten him. Uh, uh, I ain't never seen somebody look like they trying to get cut in the middle of a game so bad. Oh, yeah. Are you guys keeping him on the team? Yeah, they they just hired a backup. Man, I will bring in Mike kicker. Vanderjack so fast <laughs> right now. I ain't getting tired of this. Yeah, he, they should just start going for two that game. Yeah. I'd be missed that third one. They're like, all right, yeah, just go to the locker room, 
get on the bus. You're no, you're no longer employed with the Cowboys. No, that's a prime example of you had one job to do. Yeah. One job. The easiest job. job if the they would have lost because of that, he would have been dead. Oh, man, I would have been pissed. I would have canceled this podcast so fast. I'm like, I ain't coming right, to see y'all this Tom week. Brady likes to come back on teams. He just didn't have the weapons last, or the chance last night but or Monday night, whatever it was. But, yeah, that was a good win. Uh, 49ers are going to be a tough one, though, so – um, that's gonna be a good game. So we'll you see. think like this uh this Brady movie that's coming out in a few weeks is messing all that up? I think his relationship stuff is messing him up. I don't think he's been the same. You know he's he hasn't been the same since all that went down to me. You know and then he's old. He's forty five years old. He's yeah, seventy nine years old still doing this. And shit. he hasn't it act like Brady's been at the top of his game all year. No, the Buccaneers have been playing been very moved. mediocre all season. I'm right. shocked. They are they trash. Made the they, are, they are a trash team in a trash division right now. It's the same yeah, exactly. way. Exactly. Remember who was it? The Saints that made it like the playoffs like ten years ago with a seven nine record. Yeah, and everybody was pissed off. Like, hey, you can't be winning your division to make it to the playoffs. I so think that was the, the Seahawks. Marshawn Lynch had that big run, and they beat the yeah, Saints. Yeah, I remember that game. I watched that yep. game. That was a good ass game right there. Uh huh. Marshawn Lynch. Damn man, I wish he was with the Cowboys right now. I do not trust Ezekiel Elliott right now. Yeah, you got Tony Pollard. You're good. And yeah. I do want to say that the Cowboys, they, they did play good defense. I do think the NFL does is rigged sometimes, but I think that's the Zebras who are rigging it, the referees with their bullcrap bull calls. I just think we kind of overestimate sometimes that these players are human and they're not always going to play their best each game. And the, the defense was making it hard for them. Uh, yeah, seeing some of the NFL live highlights of that clip, they were breaking down the footage. Yeah, uh, very few Q- QBs could have fit some of those passes in the way the Cowboys were locking those receivers down. The, the Cowboys played a great game on both sides of the ball. We played a very yeah. good game, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say, hey, congratulations to your Bills, my friend. Good job for you. Thank you, sir. We got one yeah, more. Right. One we're more both week, still actually. breathing. We're both still breathing. Yeah. But yeah, when we get the shit kicked out of us next week, I'm not gonna be surprised about it at all because San Francisco looked like they're getting ready to demolish every fucking body. Yeah, now you good. have a third string QB. You get to go against at least. Yeah, yeah. He's been balling though. Yeah, they they just kind of run their good. system. They run their system to a T. So. Well, congratulations to everybody. If your team won this past week, well, congratulations to all. everybody else. <laughs> Good riddance. We'll see y'all next year. We're going to keep moving on. <laughs> so happy the Chargers lost. Man, I hate that. I can't believe that. That was crazy. Yeah. Um, they were up like 27 nothing at one point. They lost. I know. They lost like the Cowboys would have <laughs> lost. That's, that's what I expected the Cowboys to do, to be up like two touchdowns. All of a sudden, Tom Brady just turned into Tom Brady again. And all of a sudden, all right, this is what I've been gearing up for, to throw all my Cowboys stuff in the trash and just, just move on with my life. But that's fine. We got one more week, one more week before we actually get to turn it in for real. Because I'm not, I'm not guessing anything good about what's going to happen with the Cowboys. That being said, have y'all seen any good movies, good shows this past week? We seen anything uh, a couple good, good things we, we can talk about here. Right, Just man, a couple. This, it's, we're it's going been, through a dry spell. It's right very now. slow right now. It's a slow period and. Uh, it's a slow time altogether. Early January, we're just kicking off the year, so we uh we getting it's a little slow in the transition here. So yeah, All right, Ryan, I'm looking forward to your list every single week because you always seem to bring up something that I'm always thinking like, how the hell did he come up with that? Not a documentary, <laughs> but Ryan was watched like the most random stuff. You have the most diverse like like stuff that you watch ever. So yes, I'm looking forward to what you have on your list because I'm I'm dying to find something new <laughs> this coming week. So I, I might disappoint you this week. I, I know my hidden gem. I'm pretty sure you guys have seen my hidden gem for this week. But I know we might have some younger listeners out there. So hopefully, I open their eyes a little bit. All right, good because I'll probably be digging into crate for a little bit too. So <laughs> all right, let's let's get it kicked off. Standing ovation. Who got their standing ovation ready? As I look up mine, I'll, I'll go slow. I'll go because I I got mine's up. Um, 
I guess I guess I'm ready to go here. So I don't know what the hell I did with it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm good to go here. So I'm gonna go with our one of the prettiest women in show business, who's in her fifties, which is crazy. But I'm gonna go with Jennifer Aniston tonight. Jennifer uh, Aniston, oh, man, one of the most beautiful women of all time, and she's old older you know she's she's distinguished like we said last week uh she's up there in age now but she still got it man she still she, got it she definitely does yes you ever seen just go with it with adam sandler i've seen never got around to watching that one is that the one with the um, something decker or whatever i think she was like the hot chick of like the last like, yeah for a couple of years yeah she played like the out. new girl for adam sandler and uh yeah she was in that with adam sandler she was like his assistant he was like a doctor and there's a scene where she gets to like her bathing suit, and it's like, man, Jennifer I, Aniston. Whew. I remember seeing. That. I was like, Jennifer Aniston looks way better than this yes, girl. Like, what way the hell is better. going on? Well, I know, I know. What you know, and I, I saw those pelvic bones. I was like, no, thank I, you. I don't like it. I don't like that no, V looking like stuff. Yeah, there's no. That means there's no booty back there. But um, <laughs> I didn't like that. So, um, but no, she looked great in that, and that just made me think of her because I saw that. It's on HBO Max if you want to watch it. But Friends, everybody knows Friends. I've never watched a single episode of never Friends. Never seen an episode. I'm proud of it. Uh, <laughs> you guys seen a couple. ever I'm seen Meet the Millers? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's one of my favorite funny movies. Funny as shit. That was super funny. And she has a great sense of humor. Uh, she's great in comedies, you know. Um, oh, yeah. Like that? Horrible Bosses? Horrible Bosses. Office the, Space. Office Space. The Breakup um, with uh, Vince Vaughn. A lot of people like that when I've seen that. Bruce Almighty. Uh, she was in Bruce Almighty. Oh yeah, yeah. she was uh, Jim Carrey's uh, fiance. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. He sense. had to like, he, he even he couldn't get her back when he broke up. He remember he was trying to get her back because he got caught kissing the old that. girl. Uh, along came Polly. A lot, that one was pretty good. She was good in that. I she like was that good one. in that. And that's our our boy who passed away. Um, what's his name? Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yep. Yeah, he was yep. in that. Uh, he passed away on Friday. Uh, the Bounty Hunter. I don't know if I've seen that one. Uh, Marley and Me with the dog. And uh, uh, is it Luke Wilson or Owen Wilson? That's Owen, Owen Wilson. Wilson. Yep, Owen Wilson. Do you guys remember she was in Leprechaun? She was the. Like, I do. Yeah. Yes, she was in Leprechaun. One of the first things she was in. It's Another, like one of those movies where she wishing this bio right. and just delete it forever. <laughs> she was young as shit. She you got to start somewhere. 19. Yeah, but I mean, Leprechaun. That, 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 I guess that was okay for. It wasn't her first like a movie. horrible movie. No, it's like one of those. Well, she's gonna regret this when she moves on. Oh, right, for real, for real. Um, the switch with uh, Jason Bateman. That was a good one. Uh, I'm you ever? Sorry. Uh, she she was I've trying never to get. Seen that one. She was trying to get pregnant, and he switched her. Uh, whatever thing around and put his in. Oh, she was like trying to get a fertility. Fertility, yeah, and he yeah. made it his son because he was in love with her. It was like they were friends, but she had him in the friend zone, and he he really in love was in love with her, and he switched her pregnancy around. That's uh, cold, real cold, and so she ended up having his baby instead of somebody else. It was it was actually a pretty good movie. Um, of course, you guys said Office Space derailed. We talked about that with Exhibit. That is an underrated yeah, where movie she right pretended there. to be like a just a damsel in distress, or just a woman who fell in love with a guy, but really they like take you to a room and rob you. Yeah, they pretty yeah. much scammed him, scammed him yeah. out of some money, yeah, and then he, he caught on to it. Yeah, pretty good movie. Um, rumor has it I've seen that um, they're making Meet the Millers too. Looks like. Uh, oh really? Yeah, that's what they got it on here. Horrible. Oh shit! I, they, they might be too late for that because old old boy just turned into uh, Adam Warlock and huh. Guardians of the Galaxy. I uh, can't remember his damn name, but the 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 little kid in that or the teenage boy in were the Millers. Yeah, he yeah. was a boy, and I remember seeing him on uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. I was like, oh shit, man, that's Meet the Millers right there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Good Girl. I never seen the Good Girl. Well, she's um. She's a, she's one of the best one of the better actresses out. Like she could play serious roles. She could she usually plays in like a comic or a romantic comedy. 
uh, just just a wonderful woman. Seems like you know, what I mean, very like she's likeable. got a good, very likable. Uh, she's she's like she could just be like always in control of the situation, you know. And she's just always nice to look at. Fifty three years old, like I said, now from uh, Sherman Oaks, California, Los Angeles, pretty much. Um, she's she's one of a kind. I saw her in the uh, Just Go With It with Adam Sandler, so I thought about her, and uh, I always like watching anything she's in. So for me tonight, uh, we're gonna make it short, quick, in a hurry. I'm gonna go with Jennifer Aniston for tonight. All right. That's now, my lady. Now, so. before we before we move on, all right. This is one of those questions where I can't remember who brought it up. I think uh, uh, I think um, um, Seth Rogen brought this up in a movie in a very funny way by by saying like she's not a movie star. She's just a star that you know that stars in movies, so to huh, speak. I think she is. Yeah. I had to I had to grapple with that question because I had to think of everybody that came off the show Friends. Is it safe to say that she's the one that's been "quote unquote" winning in her career since then? Yes, because uh, you had a very uh, who else? Uh, Matt, Courtney Matt Cox, LeBlanc, Courtney Cox, Lisa Kudrow. Uh, is it Matthew Perry? Yeah, yeah, or Luke Perry, Perry? and Luke? Uh, David Swimmer, right? Yeah, you talking about from Friends? Yeah, yeah. the cast from Friends. Mm-hmm. It's safe to say that she's like the biggest star out of that group. Very safe to say, actually. Oh hell Extremely yeah! Extremely head and shoulders. You know, a head and shoulders. She's easily recognizable, way better than them, them, those folks. So I, I feel say, like uh, Matthew yeah. Perry had like a pretty good start to it, but I feel like lately he just hasn't been the same. Plus, you know, ever since he said that shit about Keanu Reeves, like the oh, past yeah. like few months ago, yeah. I was like, all right, man, I'm off of him. Man, I tried to give him like jealousy, the, like the whole nine yards, or whatever, because he had a pretty good start to that. But after that, I was like, no, nah, he really didn't do that. David Swimmer, nope, he really didn't go nowhere with his career. I'm sure he has some stuff going on, with like animated, like movies, doing voice acting. But after that, no. Courtney Cox, she had a pretty good start as well, but then it just all went downhill. Now she's just surviving off like screen movies at this point. I can't think yes. of her doing anything else. And Matt LeBlanc <sighs> hasn't done a damn thing. Hasn't done a damn thing. Damn thing. I, he I, tried. They tried to make a TV show. I thought show for sure he was going to be like the one that, that was going to make it out of that group because he was like you know young, handsome, like had like a nice face, good head of hair. Like all right, you got a chance. You got a chance. You probably you probably get something done. But after that, I was like. Yeah, she might be the star out of that whole group, but even then, I'm just like, like she's is she just surviving off being beautiful? I don't think she's like that great of an actress, so to speak. But she's okay. Am I wrong for thinking that she's We're just still all talking right? about Aniston here? Jennifer Aniston. Um, she's she's a. I mean, if you need for the the uh, hardcore drama movie, she's probably not going to be your go to. If person. you want a romantic comedy star or somebody that's going to be perfect in that setting, yeah, that's or, her lane. That's her lane. Yeah, I think. Yeah, because so. yeah, she tried dramatic with derailed. It was it was okay. She wasn't like a big part of it, but her part was it was still cool. Yeah, she wasn't the main star though. You know, uh, no, it was it wasn't her. But I keep thinking like, man, I feel like she should just take another turn in her career and try something else. Try still more got dr- time. She's try still more dramatic good. stuff. Yeah, get off that romantic, kind of like how uh, Matthew McConaughey did. Yeah. He kept doing all those romantic comedies in like the 90s and early 2000s, mm-hmm. and then he took like, he started taking on serious roles. I was like, all right, he found his lane. Exactly. He got out of that little, that phase that he was in of like the romantic comedies, kind of like how Ryan Reynolds was like the, the funny, goofy guy in damn near every movie that came out in the 2000s, and all of a sudden he got into some more serious roles. Well, he started playing like uh, uh, Amityville. He started to that was a good ventured look. off. I like that one. It, but it was it's hard for me to see him serious. You know, even in that, I had already knew a, a little bit about him. You could tell he wanted to still be goofy a little bit. But have it, you ever seen the movie Buried? Buried, yeah, that, that's crazy. 
that that was a good look for him. That gave me an anxiety attack. That was yeah. very, that was buried about. Were he stuck in that coffin? I remember. The, oh, okay, I remember. That, that was that. actually pretty good. I was like, looks like somebody shot like that this? on a cell phone. Yeah, and he never got out that motherfucker, which is I no, thought he was. That was thanks for spoiling, Sean. Yeah, appreciate great. it. Yeah, Sean is a king of spoiling a movie. He's spoiling Candyman and I'm telling. Started way before Candyman. He's like, I'm gonna fuck everything up from here on out. Like, you ain't seen it yet. Well, let me tell you about it. Yeah, hey, it's just it's buried, all right. Yeah, man. Oh, I'm sorry, man. Shout out to Jennifer Anderson. I want to shortchange you. I just had a quick little debate about where you are with your career. It's funny you said that. No pun intended here. But there's been a few people that I've spoken with just talking about movies, actresses, and all that. You were about, you're the third male, Sean, who said they have a th- Now, you didn't actually say this in your, in your intro here. But you're a Jennifer Aniston fan, which I'm a fan myself. Cause I, I am have a fan a as well. She's every funny male's dream girl if 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 you're a, a a male guy who likes to tell a lot of jokes this is the perfect girl for you because you can tell she has a great sense of humor and she's gonna go along with it she's gonna laugh along with you it, it it's, it's funny you said that because you're a jokester and two other guys who i'm talking <laughs> about if they're listening to this they know exactly who i'm talking about they, oh, okay. they both have things for Jennifer Aniston. I do. Yeah. And I, I get it. I yeah. get it. Cause yeah, she has a great sense of humor. Right. And you don't got to worry about offending her with any of your No, jokes. no. She'll just, go along with the flow. I like to lean on my humor sometimes. And I'm not, you know, not trying to be a comedian or nothing, but she does. And she, uh, she seemed like somebody just be fun. She'd be fun. Very you know, fun. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. It feels like if you have that in your bag to be the funny guy, yeah. you can bag a woman a lot faster than anything else. Oh, yeah. Be, being oh, good yeah. looking. Like at this point, Women just want to laugh. They want to feel good about their lives. They ain't, if you got a six pack, cool. But I'm gonna survive off my personality. Yeah. I know my wife ain't give me because I ain't got no six pack. I ain't right. got that yeah. six pack of beer. Yeah. It's sure. Your <laughs> if you're personable and you're funny, you can get a lot of women. Man, it's just that's just what they. It's kind of like a second nature. If it's it's just genuine. If you're genuine, not trying to force nothing, they'll they'll pick up on that. You know, not to say that. I'm no expert at it, but if you're just being genuine and you can make them laugh, man, you're in there, you know. So I mean, seriously, have y'all ever seen a couple together and you keep thinking, like, damn, how the hell did he get her? Yeah, because or what the hell is she doing with him? Yeah, it always seems like a mismatch. I always assume he's got a hammer in his pants. No, but it's 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 the connection. It's the connection. Uh, connection, you can stupid. <laughs> Sorry. Why are you single, right? Uh, no. <laughs> you tell on yourself. Damn it. You know, just be carrying around a hammer. But I think it's the con- <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> I, ain't oh, gonna, I ain't even going to lead into any more at the U.S. Yeah. All right, move, moving on. Yeah. Let's see what your mind is. Oh, God, oh, sorry. All right. Go, go to your standard Ooh, ovation. Thanks, right? Yeah. All right. Um, film director for my standard ovation. Um there is the fifth film in one of my favorite franchises and one of the most beloved characters coming out this year, and that is Indiana Jones 5, which is called The Dial of Destiny. Okay. Do I think it's going to be any good? I hope so, but probably not. But there are currently four Indiana Jones films that have been released as the day of this podcast. Three of them, I think, are masterpieces. Um, The fourth one was one of the worst sequels ever made and one of my biggest cinematic disappointments. But all four of those originals were directed by Steven Spielberg, uh, who, along with his partner and friend George Lucas of Star Wars fame, came up with the character. I mean, that's George Lucas's character, and 
he wanted his buddy Steven Spielberg to uh, make it. So this is the first Indiana Jones film without Steven Spielberg or George Lucas. And the man directing this is a man by the name of James Mangold. Uh, his That name sounds familiar. Uh, you recently mentioned on the previous, I think our last podcast, our favorite comic book movies. He directed Logan from 2017. That's what it was. Uh, he also did uh, the kind of split 2013, The Wolverine, where he was in Japan. I really didn't like that movie that I much. I liked it. A lot of people aside, did. Aside from that, that robot samurai at the end, I thought it was a pretty good movie. It was a big step up from the previous one. I'll give it that. It was a huge improvement. Well, it couldn't get any worse. If you start at like zero, there's <laughs> yes. nowhere to go but up, right? That's a very good point. That's, that's a very good point. Um, he also uh, directed, in my opinion, one of the more underrated movies of the past 10 years, Ford vs. Ferrari with Matt Damon. And very good movie. A very good movie. I really, I really enjoyed like that, that movie. Uh, Cameron Diaz, Tom Cruise, Night and Day. I love that movie. I love. I loved it. I, I liked it a lot. Felt like it was a bit of a box office disappointment. It for was Tom Cruise, but I really well, I enjoyed the heck out of it. Well, I kind of anything but Cameron Diaz. I watch. I love. So Cameron you're Diaz. you're a fan like me then? Oh yes, I, I'm a fanatic. I, Look, I, I Cameron Diaz. I see her. I'm gonna watch her over and over again. Oh yeah, not uh, just because she's beautiful, because she's very funny and true, very talented. True. Uh, that's a, a big funny, reason. beautiful woman. Man, I don't know what, what unicorn tree did you fall out? <laughs> I'm telling you, oh, uh, I saw the mask at least ten times within two years of its release, and it oh, was it not you. just because of Jim Carrey. I can tell you that it got you through your adolescence. <laughs> yes, it did. I bet it did. You dirty <laughs> man. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, she hasn't looked better since. I, oh, she, she was she fine. In real that. great in that. <laughs> she looked real good. Oh man, um, wasn't that her first film? Possibly. Mask? I think it was. I think I, she was getting I model I remember games. very vividly, it said at the beginning, introducing Cameron Diaz. I was like, ooh, who are you? I'm I think you're right. You, I, 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 I'm going to believe you're right about that. I, it was absolutely one of her first films, if not her first. Um, if, which is fun fact that I still find phenomenal. Um, yeah, Jim Carrey made, I believe, $400,000 for playing the lead in The Mask. But that year he came out with The Mask. Dumb and Dumber and Ace Ventura and all three movies grossed a hundred million dollars, which is probably the equivalent of two hundred plus million dollars if you adjust for inflation. And his follow up movie to that, which I believe was the cable guy, he made twenty million dollars. That's insane. Wait, what? You, he made twenty he, million to make the cable guy? Yes, he did. Which was insane at the time. Insane at the time. I just remember as a kid. That was a huge deal in the entertainment industry. Yeah, who he paid went his from salary? Four... Comcast? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> who paid that much money for a cable guy? Damn. Don't get well, me wrong. It was still good, but it was really more of a dark comedy. It, it was it kind was. of creepy. It, which I, I think is one, still one of his best movies. I love The Cable Guy. I liked it too, though. Love yeah. that movie. But he was on such a high streak. He was probably the most guaranteed box office success actor at the time. Okay. Just off that year. So, yeah, they were guaranteed to make that opening weekend. That's why he got the money. They'll pay you what they know they can make back in the first three days of release. That's what. That's how actors get those big paychecks. Damn, if he got twenty million, what the hell did Matthew, Matthew Broderick get? Uh, probably the same as what he got for the mass four hundred thousand. If that that sounds about right. Directed by Ben Stiller, by the way, he's actually a pretty good filmmaker. Wait, hold Cam, on, the Cable again? Guy was directed by Ben Stiller. Yes. It, how the hell did I overlook that? Oh, it, it wasn't yeah, a big. He I wasn't a big star. Facts, he wasn't. Man. He wasn't a big star at the time. But there's a reason why he's playing those twins. Remember those twins that killed their parents? Remember he's playing the the fictional version of them in one of those scenes in there? Remember that big story in the 90s? 
those millionaire twins went and shot. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. there's. I vaguely remember what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, the Menendez brothers. But there we go. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yep. Um, which apparently they were locked up in the same prison they were holding OJ. Wow. Uh, <laughs> real crazy. Yeah, they probably still hated OJ more than <laughs> um, Just real quick <laughs> shout out. <laughs> the very underrated Sylvester Stallone movie, Copland, with Harvey Keitel and, and Remy. Uh, what's that? I always forget the actor's name from Next Friday. Remy from um, Next Friday. Who we he was. About? He was the the mailman. He was the very racist. Oh, mailman. Michael uh, Michael Rappaport. There we go. Oh yes. yeah, I like him. Yeah, he he was. Uh, Copland is is freaking awesome. Right. He was in Next Friday. Um, yeah, he was like the mailman. He showed up. It, like, it was it was briefly. one scene. Okay, it was one yeah, scene. Yeah. Um, and I'm ashamed. Don't take my savant card away, but I still have not seen. Apparently, one of Joaquin Phoenix's best movies, Walk the Line, which I heard is freaking fantastic. The the Johnny Cash bio. I've seen bits and pieces of it. I heard that's I heard that's a. Must it's see. just not. It's not my thing. Not, really? Nothing, nothing against Johnny Cash or Joaquin Phoenix, but eh, I don't know. I just wasn't into it when it first. I think I worked. I watched Walk Hard before I watched. That's Walk what I was the just line. about to say. That it was, oh, the Dewey Cox. The oh, Dewey Cox. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, this is better classic. than Walk the Line. Yeah, that yeah, is for sure, classic. for sure, yeah. You don't want no parts of this. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This makes sex feel really good. Oh, man, that movie's hilarious. Um, and one of the best action movies that I've ever seen, it's not only one of the best westerns, but it's one of the best action movies I've ever seen. And outside of Gladiator, I'm going to say this is Russell Crowe's second best movie, 310 to Yuma from 2007. If you guys haven't seen 310 to Yuma, Oh, is that the one with uh, Russell Crowe and um, Christian Bale? Yes, sir. That was really good. That movie was freaking awesome. I didn't know what I was getting into sitting down watching that. I just heard the buzz. Non-stop action from me. That movie's freaking awesome. So that one's his as well? Yes, sir. So oh. we've got some pretty good movies under his catalog. Yeah, he's got a good track record. If he can revitalize one of my favorite fictional characters of all time in Indiana Jones, you are the man. Um, and with the movies I just named... Anything you're behind the camera of, I will give you a chance, Jane Mangold. And please, knock Indy 5 out the park. Try to make me forget Indy 4. I'm rooting for you. Well, they reset the bar so low, you you have no choice but to go over <sighs> very it. Very true. Point. Very true. Because that was that was very hard to watch. That was extreme. And it had Kate Blanchett in it, too. You know, I, I love Kate Blanchett. Big, big fan. But big that, fan. That wasn't good. That wasn't a good look. And, and I, know, I don't know how y'all feel about Shia LaBeouf. I think he's a very good actor. I do too. I like him. He had he had a rough patch, you know, coming out that child actor phase and all the allegations that came out against him with you know, the domestic abuse and all that stuff, you know. I'm trying to separate the art from the from the actual person sometimes. And sometimes I shouldn't do that cuz some people just don't like to do that. But for me with him, I try to separate as much as I can because I can't overlook how talented he is as an actor and how vulnerable he is in, a, in his personal life. Have you ever listened to one of his interviews? This dude has, like, a very hard life that he tries to talk about. And it does make you tear up a little bit because he's trying to find some kind of peace in his life after all that shit that was going on. Like, I don't know. I just feel really bad for child actors sometimes that they have to grow out of that phase and try to become, like, an adult, you know, under, like, the microscope of society. And it's kind of hard. Yeah, I've always liked him. It, It definitely is to become an adult actor being a child star. Absolutely. I just... I don't know about him showing up to award shows wearing a bag over his head saying I'm not famous. <laughs> That's I, yeah, I There's a certain way to if you're going through stuff, just don't show up to that. Mm-hmm. Don't make a spectacle of yourself. But I do I do feel that he's a very underrated actor, and I think he gets a lot of hate 
just because uh, there's a lot of actors or just movie fans in general in his age group that wish they could be getting the roles he was getting. Yeah, uh, he, he constantly gets roles in he, and huge blockbusters. Yeah, he, when you're talented, man, sometimes they overlook that. So, oh, and I don't want to overlook your your standing ovation once again. So, yes, James Mangold, knock it out the park with any five, baby, please. Please knock it out the park. At the very least, inside the park home run. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take that as well, man. Because <laughs> yeah, I, I, can't, yeah. I can't let Harrison Ford go out like this. I'm telling you. The swan song has to be good. Uh, now, that being said, y'all, did y'all realize that uh, that uh, Shia LaBeouf was married to Mia Goth? Mm-hmm. I did not know that, no. The girl from uh, X? I did not know that, no. Yeah, I did not know that. I, I did not know Didn't that. Didn't even know he was married. Yeah, like, like, cause uh, the allegations came out against her. Like, he was the one that he had like domestic abuse allegations, like with her, and apparently he went through like a bunch of therapy and uh, all that stuff. Went and processed that, and you know, she she stood by his side, and I think they they're married now with a kid. So, I, even though a lot of people can't forgive him, like I understand that he went through a real rough time, and I'm glad that he got a chance to work that out because I'm. Trying to be more forgiving, like like it took me a while to get over the thing with Will Smith because he, he really hurt me. So I'm just trying to give like people like a little bit more, I don't know, leeway and try to redeem themselves. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel like he, yeah. I think I feel like he earned that at this point. Like Will Smith, like I feel like I just had to whip him up a little bit more just before before we let him get back in our good graces. Whip him up. I mean, I, he like, look his back looks like he did in that last movie. <laughs> the way you're beating the hell yeah, out of that was, dude. He still no. He you can't say he didn't deserve some of it. He deserved it. Some of that he, he did deserve, but uh, although he does. all while like I feel like I, you know, you personalize a lot of stuff, man, because he because he was a hero to a lot of people. And it was disappointing to see him have that that human moment in the public eye like that. Just like I feel bad about Shia LaBeouf having to go through a lot of stuff in the public eye and try to grow up, you know, before our eyes. So I'm glad that he he made it through. He's he's still working on himself. It seems like Will Smith. I'm um, I'm still wishing nothing but the best for him. Uh, don't ask me about Jada because I still have my thoughts about her. Mm-hmm. But no, Will Smith, you know, forgive and forget, move on, make another Bad Boys or Men in Black Six or whatever the hell you want right now. So yeah, just keep going with your career, and I'll I'll continue to support. All right, standard ovation for me this week. Uh, hold on, come on, come on, cell phone, don't film it now. <laughs> damn, why is me fucking up my damn service? All right, I don't know if we did this already or not because I really need to catalog all of our standard ovations because we've been going through a lot of stuff. We have a lot of great content over our podcast career so far. We have a lot of standard ovations, but if this is a double up, I apologize. But standard ovation this week for week is going to go to David Allen Greer. Yeah, that came out of the comedic legend because I've been watching like a lot of old stuff the past couple of weeks, and one of them is I've been you y'all ever go down the YouTube rabbit hole? Big time! I'm deep in that mug. Whenever I go down there, like pause. I feel like you got to say pause. Uh, (laughs) I don't know why, but I was like, damn man, you make everything so sexual. (laughs) (laughs) Like chill out. That's not what I was hitting at. No. All right. <laughs> so there you go again. <laughs> Chill out. That's what I'm hitting at. Deep in that hole. <laughs> You're so nasty. <laughs> oh, single life is kicking your ass. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, no Give porn. me ideas for sex talk. Let no, me write some of this down. No man, porno at all. a whole other podcast because of you. <laughs> oh, man. All right. David Allen Greer. That's what I was talking about. Now, when I go down to YouTube rabbit hole, I immediately start getting tailed off on like certain things. One of them I got tilled off on the last couple of weeks is in living color. Do y'all remember this, <laughs> oh, this comedy sketch amazing. gold classic that's made so many careers out of some of our stars right now. 
Jamie Foxx, Jim Carrey, uh, Tommy Davidson, like the the Wayans, all of the Wayans, yeah. Jennifer Lopez, like oh man, the, what a great breeding ground that Keenan Ivory Wayans had over there at Fox with Living Keller. I'm, the best thing that ever happened with that show is that it was short lived. Yeah, it left true. us wanting more instead of oversaying his welcome. Big we kept time. thinking like it should go away at this point. So that being said, David Allen Greer has had one of the best comedic timings I've ever seen in my life. Him in sketch comedy shows, him in like the sitcoms, him in movies. David Allen Greer is second to none. I I can't tell you how much I love David Allen Greer. Do y'all have a favorite movie of his? Boomerang. That was that was one that keeps popping up. Whatever everybody he, starts yeah, talking about. Yeah, he's, he's he was pretty good in that. Um, let me think of something now. He's Tales like, from I, the Hood. I'm waiting for y'all. Oh, Tales from the Hood, where he got a little bit more dramatic with it. So yeah, that, it was that, great. That, that was a good one. I was I was seeing if one of y'all was going to bring up uh, Meet the Peoples. Blank Man. It's got to be Blank Man. Blank Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cute. Yeah. Yeah. That's my favorite. Yes. Yeah. Blank it's got to be Blank Man. It's got to be, yeah, Blank Man. <laughs> he was hilarious. Yeah, super hilarious. The other man. Him and Damon Wayans. Yeah. That's one of the more underrated comedic duos. The two. What are the two gay dudes on uh, the <laughs> yeah. Miller? Oh, uh, they're like. Middle on the film. Middle film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh. Like two snaps in a circle. <laughs> yeah. like love on a Schwarzenegger. Hated it. <laughs> yeah, they were they were hilarious. Ooh, there. and the Bruce Willis's. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Willis's. <laughs> oh, they were great. They were great together. They're perfect match. Was, oh. yeah, I'm about to go rewatch Blank Man. Oh, Blank Man, is he funny. was disgracing Damon Wayne so bad. Oh man, man. <laughs> the other guy. Oh man, he said, "Yeah, somebody even sent ten thousand dollars." He's like, "Great, where, where, where is it? Like, I sent it back." Silly. So, oh, I know you lost your mind now. <laughs> oh man, that that movie was a little bit ahead of its time. Right there. That movie is you brung incredible. the noom chucks. <laughs> you know. Oh, funny as Smack me around and called me Susan. Oh, man. I need to tell you that your suit is not bulletproof. <laughs> Shoot me in the ass. Oh, man. Oh, damn, oh, I love Dean Allegrill. you already great. We already been through a few, like Blank Man, uh, Living Color, he started out. Uh, the Cool Kids, what I said was a Fox show mm-hmm. that only lasted one year, but I thought that was a pretty good one. The Carmichael Show. That was on, uh, I think it was on NBC with uh, Gerard Carmichael. Yeah, he came out recently. He came out as uh, yeah, he did. Yeah. I, I, he did. Yeah. Like people said it to uh, like on internet, like he casually came out and like I wanted to stand up. Yeah, I was like, and I started watching it last night. I have to admit, like comedically, Gerard Carmichael, I do think I, I don't try to use his word loosely, but is a comedic genius on a lot of his stuff. But his his timing is something that isn't acquired. To yeah, it's, it's for a lot effort, of people. Because if I ever seen like y'all saw the opening to the Golden Globes, is like his opening monologue. Mm-mm. It's it's not for everybody. Yeah. It's not for everybody. He's not going to be like Ricky Gervais, where he just comes out and starts, you know, scolding everybody about what they should be doing with their awards and like uh, their platform, or pretty much roasting everybody while he's drinking. He is just more like a slow pace, slow burn, dry humor kind of guy. I think that took a lot of audience members off guard. Yeah, because like. they're like like they expect him to be certain. Like not everybody's going to be Jamie Foxx. Like calm down. There's only one Jamie Foxx. Okay, there's only one Chris Rock. There's only one Martin Lawrence. Like, there's a lot of comedians out there that have different styles. His style is one of a kind, I have to say. It is all to himself. So I'm going to say, Jamar Carmichael, I love you. I appreciate you. So, yeah, you're definitely one of my favorite comedians. But him on the Gerard Carmichael show, I thought him and David Allen Greer played tremendous off one another. David Allen Greer, he is so goddamn funny to me. So funny. I feel like he he's very underappreciated 
even this late in his career, people don't fully appreciate like how great he is. Like you said, he had a uh, he had Boomerang, which is probably the blackest movie that anybody's seen. No, yeah, like since is. the Wiz <laughs> at this point. <laughs> yeah, I remember seeing uh, Meet the Peoples with uh, with uh, our oh, boy uh, uh, Carrie as Carrie Washington and, and um, uh, Craig David uh, Craig Robinson. Craig there Robinson. He yeah. played the dad in that. Oh my god, hilarious! Check very, that out. Very very, very funny. Very, very underrated. Yeah. Uh, y'all remember the movie In the Army Now with Paulie Shore? Oh, Shirley? yeah. Forgot yeah, about, about that. About that. Hey, like, he was sitting there flossing Love the whole movie. damn time. It was like, real soft in there. He didn't like, want to be there at all. Like you said, Tales from the Hood was another one. Yeah. Uh, Little Man, one of the Wayne's movies. I forgot movies. he was. That movie's real funny. He played the dad in that, too, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah he did. And y'all forget he was in Jumanji? Remember, he was, he was the one cop. guy. He, he, was was a, he was a cop, and he was the one guy at the beginning of the movie who made like a a sports uh, sneaker for the that. company, and then it got destroyed in some machine. The like, original Jamal? Yeah, with uh, Robin Williams. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't know Yeah, that. that's one of the better screams in movie history when he sees that alligator floating down the river. You and your screams, man. <laughs> hey, 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 he gets real scared. I'm going to get you, sucker. He was in that. He was a news reporter. In the- <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that role. Yes. <laughs> oh, that was one of, one of the best supporting roles ever. Like, see, I'm not really from the hood. You know? <laughs> yeah, he was real white. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like- just, uh, but y'all want to know what I think like is his funniest role that he's ever done. Have y'all ever seen the movie Three Strikes? Three oh, strikes. my Lord. Three strikes. He played, oh, the, he played the cop Lord. that I was... Uh, Damn, it came out in 2000. It had like a phase on love. It had him and had um, Brian Hooks, who was one of those actors who thought it was, I thought he was going to have a like bigger career, but he ended up just like fizzling out. But uh, David Allen played like the cop. And I remember there was this one scene in there where he was sitting there at a crime scene. He's like, I know one thing we got to find. We got to find some donuts, y'all, man. <laughs> some donuts, man. And then while he's sitting there talking trash the whole time, like the the camera crew was right behind him. Was like, uh, yes, like I was, like I was just saying, like we got here, we're taking all the crime scenes seriously. And like it was just one of those funny moments. I was like, all right, man, David Allen Greer is just it for me, man. He he needs to be fully appreciated for the comedic genius that he is. So. He absolutely does. Yeah, I forgot he was in three. I love three. Strikes. I don't remember it. I, I see like, it now, but I don't remember. It's this. one of those movies. It was uh the one guy who uh, helped write a uh, Friday, mm-hmm, and I he did it. like the. The Wash with uh, Dre and uh, Snoop Dogg. Another underrated comedy, in my opinion. Love that movie. I, th- I thought it was pretty good. You know, it's it could have been better, in my opinion. But for what it was, I was like, man, this this, this my this, expectations this. were so low. Watching, I'm about it. To say, it yeah. hit, I was expecting crap, and I'm shocked. Yeah, but he made like Friday. I was like, all right, man, like, he might have something, man. But then he is like, yeah, like you said, you you swear up and down by Snoop Dogg being an actor. That was one of those where I was like, man, Snoop Dogg just left a lot to be desired at that point. And Dre. <laughs> Just stick to. He's stick, not acting. No, stick Dre's to making not beats. Yeah, don't you ever you can't step on criticize. The you can't criticize Snoop Dogg. <laughs> he did all right. No, uh, he wasn't in that Dre was terrible yeah. actor in that. It, 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 it wasn't great, but you know, but it wasn't like terrible. It was just one of those movies. Like it exists, we accept it, and let's just move on with our lives. But David Allen Greer, I can't say enough good things about this man. One of my comedic heroes. One of my black heroes. And you know what? He finally gets his praise on this podcast today. So yes, Mr. David Allen Greer. Thank you for all that you've contributed to the cinematic world, the comedy world, black culture, sketch comedy, stand-up comedy. You are a legend. I fully appreciate you for everything you are, sir. So thank you for all you've done and stand on vision this week, Mr. David Allen Greer. So, all right. A good one. And that's, he's never, I don't think in my, if, just off the top of my head, I don't think he's ever gotten top billing 
as the lead actor. No, in the movie. no, no. But yeah, he is a legend. Thinking, he is I, a legend. I looked at all those credits. He's always been the supporting actor. I don't think he's had like one lead role. No. Ever. And, I'll, and he's one of those people where I don't think he needs it. Not at all. No, he's okay being the supporting actor. Like Don Cheadle, yeah, he can start in a movie, but I think he really shines when he's like the supporting actor. Yeah. It may, it may, sound, it may sound fucked up, but you know, supporting actor is like an art skill. Jared Leto, he learned the hard way. Don't you ever star in the damn movie again. <laughs> you put out that bullshit with Marvel, you completely fucked up my faith in anything that was a comic book movie. It he, took for me to watch Morbius to see how bad it really was. It was really bad. I'm about to say, if you thought like, it's almost like he watched Howard the Duck and he said, hold my beer. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to saying a lot. Oh my God. It Have you seen that, not, right? No, no. It I, is so It looked terrible. Bad. Everybody said it's terrible. I'm 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 gonna watch it eventually, but I'm not going out of my way no. by any means. I would really ha- not have to have literally shit to do. My work is done, bills are paid, and I got three hours of spare time where I can stay up, watch that shit, and drink afterward. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'll see it eventually. But it, it it I'm taking your guys' word for it. It's terrible. It's bad. It, I it, didn't think it, it was as really bad, bad as Tommy was saying it, and then I saw it like, oh, it is bad. It, it is, is horrible. It's so bad. I cannot believe I, they need to send out apology letters to everybody that bought a ticket. That made Eternals. Look, oh, that man. makes Eternals look excellent. It's that bad. Like it's that bad. So. It is. It, it is really bad. If you really want to watch it, fine. But I'm, I'm just warning you, man. Even with Michael Keaton in there for the brief time, he can't save the movie. Mm. <laughs> hey, I mean, come on. There's not too many good movies with Ty, Tyrese shame. in it. If we're going to be honest, Tyrese has like a couple of good movies, and I'm being generous. A couple. After that, it's kind of like they're they're just okay. He made one with Megan Good. I kind of liked. They were uh, oh, waist deep, waist deep. I, uh, there we go. That I, movie I like where the deep. angels were trying to take us out. Legend is it Legion or Legion? Legion, Legion. with uh, yeah. Paul Bethany. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, Paul was, Bethany. he was in there pretty good. Him and Charles S. Dutton, my guy, was in there. I, I don't so. think he's. To, which you still like that Legion movie way more than I do. I did. I, I love that. Movie. I liked it. Yeah, I was, it's, it's, a, it's got its following. Yeah, it wasn't for me, and I. could. Well, I don't want to get veered off, but yeah, yeah it's I, just it's one of I, I I see the good in that movie and what it tried to do. The twist of like having like the angels with like the armored wings and all that stuff. I don't know. I just kind of like that that style of like movie making of like just, just doing something, not just doing cookie cutter shit. Trying something new, trying something different. It's and, better than Gods of Egypt. I'll give it that. God, they had all those fucking white people in it. <laughs> yeah, that's what pisses <laughs> me off. Whenever Chadwick, they make like a movie in Chadwick Africa, Chadwick Boseman in the background. And then I saw some <laughs> damn post on uh, on a Facebook about Gail Gadot playing like Cleopatra. I was like, everybody's like, oh my god, she looks so. I was like, man, can they find somebody black, please? <laughs> uh, Why are I, all these light skinned white people doing African <laughs> movies? Uh, I, now, Cleopatra, I will say that she wasn't um, like Beyonce wasn't available. Seriously. Get, some, <laughs> get Zendaya, for God's sakes. Come on. I hear you. Like, I, I, it pisses I, me off. They, yeah, they so always as soon as you, do, said, as you brought up Gaza Egypt, I got really pissed. They will never Because I remember that. watching that movie because I like Gerard Butler and old dude from uh, Game of Thrones. I was like, really? That That's your lead actors for God. A movie called Gods of Egypt. Those are your two lead actors. Yes. Of course the guys are white. Of, of course the guys are white. Like, bring Jesus in here, man. Just get everybody white in here. Like, oh, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I'm getting tired of this. I'm getting tired. Did they make another death? They they did they whitewashed Africa. How do you yeah, do that? Yeah. How do you do that? You can't just be the colonizers of the damn movie to send all our gold, all our resources. You got to be the gods now. It's working. Yeah, uh, a very intelligent intelligent person in his sixties who I used to work with. Um, he tried to tell me, yeah, the Egyptians weren't actually black. 
they were um, of a different race that we. Oh my god! So it's, Hollywood has brainwashed a very intelligent man, and apparently they had that. like the best sunblock ever. They, they did <laughs> not change one damn shade yeah. at all. So I want to say that uh, yeah, you've seen how much America has changed in just three hundred years when it was Native Americans here. So imagine what could happen in two thousand years, four thousand years since the fall of Egypt, damn near. Imagine. Of course, of course, they're gonna look like they do now. It looks like Arab people there. That used to be the bedrock of civilization. That's four thousand years. No, there's just no reason why they should be making a movie with that kind of cast. Like this day and age, like could you imagine if, like Zoe Zeldana was out here trying to play an Indian? Yeah. When you have actual Indian actors that can actually portray like the actual character. I'm saying I grew up. Yeah. Every my dad sits down and watch westerns since since I was born. And all those John Waynes, he's shooting nothing but white people in Indian makeup. I swear, as long as I'm to play like every damn race known to man in cinema history. She yeah. played like a, a Colombian, a black, a white, a, a, a pirate. Like, oh, no, oh. Yeah. She plays every Aliens. damn thing. Yeah. <laughs> every damn thing. Like her and The Rock, they just take it all kinds of roles right. to everybody. Yeah. Like, we don't know what you are, so we're just going to make you anything. Yeah, she could be anything. She, looks, she has that look. Yeah. You know? I've got the Robert De Niro in that list as well. Uh, he's played a Cuban and, and an Irishman. He he plays everything. Fair point. Very fair point. And he point. played a twenty-something-year-old. Well, he was still looking like himself in uh, Goodfellas. Like, damn, uh, man, come on. Yeah, he couldn't have been more than twenty-eight. <laughs> uh, he looked fifty-something years yeah. old. Talk about he's twenty-eight. Yeah. It could have been a baby with had Robert De Niro's face on it. Like, all right, they on, did man. that in Greece, and I'm going to yeah. give it a pass because yeah. once, once again, I have to say I watched Greece all over again. Man, that, I that almost that watched Greece. That movie was fucking fire, it. man. I ain't gonna lie, man. It they is. had me shaking my hips. I was like, John Travolta got it going on right now, man. This movie, this movie lit right now. He really does. He is the man in that. He is the man. Oh man, shout out to John Travolta, man. I love that dude. If I ever met him in real life, man, I'm gonna hug him so damn hard. Like, oh my god, man, Mr. Face Off right here. Thank you so much for all the memories that you give me, man. I love you, man. Sorry for your loss. Because he's he's had a rough go of it. I think he lost like a a daughter and his wife like the past few years. Yeah, his so, wife yeah. recently passed. Yeah, yeah, man. So yeah, so shout out to John Devoto, man. Like you're my prayers. Now let's move on to Ben Worthy. Now let's just get mine out the way because I feel like I'm going to give you guys a Ben Worthy for the first time on good faith, oh. based off a recommendation that a friend gave me at work. Now now y'all been watching the have y'all been watching the Tulsa King. The Sylvester Stallone show. Oh, yeah. Made it all the way through the series. Now, this was a show that I constantly see whenever I'm passing through all the the shows that I get to, that I go through to get to mind. And this one was given to me by a friend at work, the the King, uh, the mayor of Kingston. Uh, Kingstown, that's what it was. Oh, your boy, your uh, hot Jeremy, guy. Uh, Jeremy Renner uh, is the lead on this show. Now, this show is basically about one guy who controls, well, unofficially controls like all the the goings on when it comes to the prison system that's this in this town because this is a town that has like they said about three or four prisons within like a 50 mile radius or something which Good i Lord. think is, which i think is fucking crazy if you know, just have like a prison town but apparently like most people think like it is prisons is a business is a very yeah, big business and if you control that big business that's just who that that's a lot they can go on for a lot of people so this the the synopsis of that show the way that they're uh talking this one up and i'm trying to give jeremy renner like my more uh 
more uh you know a shout out especially since you know he just left the hospital this past week so i'm i'm feeling very very you know great news sympathetic about my guy being in a hospital because i don't think he's gonna play hawkeye anymore he's at the very least he ain't gonna be around no, no damn snow that's for damn sure so <laughs> so jeremy renner man like shout <laughs> out to you news. man shout out to this great show that you have on this network apparently so yeah binge worthy for me off a of good faith based off a recommendation for somebody who i trust their opinion on when it comes to shows and movies uh, the mayor of uh, Kingstown is uh, one of the I think all y'all should check out. So it's on Paramount right now. Not sure if it's available on any other streaming service, but you know how they kind of cross paths on Amazon and stuff. So, yeah, that's one you guys should probably look out for. So mayor of Kingstown, been worthy for me this week. What else y'all got? Good deal. Um, I'm going to go with um, the show The Last of, uh, the Last of Us, which is really based off a video game that even the video game was kind of creepy. Uh, basically, this is this Texas town gets overrun by like some parasite that gets inside of people and gives them like super strength. And it's got Pedro Pascal, a dude from Mandalorian. I some other actors in there that I'm not really sure who the hell they are. Uh, but so bugs turns the people into like, superheroes. Yes. Yeah, they, they, they said it came super, from a fungus, like a fungus or a parasite. Yeah. Fungus. Uh, in the first couple minutes of the show, there is this old guy and they're, they're talking about how a, a parasite or a fungus will get into you and kind of take over, your body like eats your insides out and then you become whatever it's it is it wants to use you as its as its host and then it kind of turns you into whatever it wants it it it, whatever it is and so that's what's happening is getting these people and it's kind of taking over this like taking over their body giving them super strength and like they they want to eat you or grab you or whatever and kill you too and they can run and that's a that's a game changer too because these things are running fast they're super fast. So uh, Pedro Pascal, our guy, the Mandalorian, uh, he's the main. He's the main person in this, and it's kind of got a Walking Dead, Resident Evil feel to it. I, I liked it so far. I watched the first episode. It's on HBO Max. It's been a lot of good buzz so far. I see a lot of people talking about it on online. Uh, I, I enjoyed the first episode. I, did, I I was in and out of it a little bit. There was some talking there that kind of got on my nerves, but this basically taking over the world or taking at least our United States. Uh, but like I said, this was a video game that I almost rented back in the day uh, when it first came out. And I was like, man, this, even this game looks creepy. So uh, this is based off a video game called The Last of Us. It's on HBO Max. It's brand new, just came out. Um, a lot of buzz behind it. Uh, and it's, it's, it's they've taken it uh, one step at a time. They're not like giving you all the episodes like Netflix would do where you can watch all 10 episodes. And you know What season are they on right now? This is the first season right now. First episode, this is the first, first episode, season. first season. But they're not giving you all of it at once. You got to wait every week for HBO Max, and that's a good thing. That way, you don't, like you said, Tom, you don't shoot your load. Uh, you get to watch it every week. So I, I like that part of it. But it's, it's it feels <laughs> it feels familiar. It feels familiar. Ryan, shut up. I know. <laughs> Ryan, shut yeah, the hell up. Yeah. Feels, my head's in the good. Yeah, well, I mean, I almost went there. You are a horny man. But it, it, it feels very familiar. But I do. Um, Pedro Pascal is a great actor. You feel his pain. There's a lot of deep stuff in the first couple uh, 20 minutes of the show. Very deep. And um, it kind of just hits them all at once. And so uh, it's like an apocalypse kind of thing, something into the world type thing. That's what thing. it looked so, like when mm-hmm. I first saw like yeah. the, the trailer of it. I was like, yeah. huh, this looks interesting. Uh, like they, yeah, it, they, they kind of fast forward like 20 years into the first episode. So I was kind of in and out. I can't remember everything, but oh, I do. Oh, is it one of those where they skip around a lot? Yeah, they skip uh. around. No, well, they, they stay on track. They, they don't go back. They start off and then they skip 20 years after that. 
and now I you like can, I don't like when shows do a lot of flash. Not going it, it back. Really throws yeah, me you off. can see how the world has changed completely. Is this kind of like a, a apocalypse? Basically, is this thing has completely taken over? So get out a try. This is on um, HBO Max. You, you can't miss it if you get HBO Max. It's going to be the first thing to pop. I know up. it's it's right yeah, there at the top. So yeah, open yeah, it up. The Last of Us with Pedro Pascal. Now, uh, have you played the video game before? I have it. I almost rented it, and it because it looked like something I would like. And uh, the video game. This looks like the video game. It really does. Because I saw a preview of it, a trailer of the video game, and um, it looks just like this. And so uh, that that's what was, what was appealing to me. Uh, but give this a try. I, I think you guys both will like it because, like I said, it's, it's something we've all seen because we like movies and shows. But it's, it's it's pretty good so far. So all right, I'm going to check that out this weekend. Yeah, I'm going to echo Sean because that's the only uh, new binge worthy thing that I've watched, and uh, I'm a fanatic when it comes to the HBO show. So. The fact that I heard there's a, a new show that's getting all this buzz on HBO, I firmly believe that for the past 30 years, HBO has been light years ahead of any streaming network or television network when it comes to their television shows. Any buzzworthy show on HBO is worth getting a chance in my book because they have consistently given us some of the best television and entertainment history. Now, am I ready to crown The Last of Us in that category as, as The Wire? No, not yet. Uh, Oz? No, no, definitely not. But I, I thoroughly enjoyed the first episode from from a viewer who's seen probably more zombie movies than he ever needs to see, and from somebody who's never played the game. Um, your flashback um, worries Tommy. I don't think that's going to be an issue with this series. Mm, not so far, at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They you can and you can tell they spent a pretty pin on this. That um, it's a great production. Yeah, for really. sure. Yeah, yeah the special effects are on point. They, yeah, HBO don't really shortchange me yeah. when it comes because I like I said the uh, the one show that they had, The Undoing, with uh, uh Hugh Grant and uh, Nicole Kidman. What's the name of that? Uh, the Undoing. I miss that was on HBO. Yeah, that's an HBO original right there. I thought that. Was a great I show. I start bringing my pen to these pot. The Undoing, Nicole Kidman and Hugh Grant. I think it came out last year. I did not hear about it. And that. it was another one of those like uh, weekly uh, episodes. I'm I'm always intrigued when people go back to that formula because they're they're making the show for one more enticing to keep watching because you usually just watch like the whole thing on Netflix. You're like, oh, okay, I'm done. Kind of like how the new Cobra Kai just come out with all that stuff and then we off it after a week or so. But this one, it was so well written that it made me made me more intrigued and I was excited to watch it week after week. And like I said, Hugh Grant, he should have gotten nominated for something off that show. And same with uh, Nicole Kidman. It was a great show. So yes, HBO Max, yeah, I have all the faith in them when it comes to their original content. So yeah, I'm going to keep giving them my damn money. I don't care if they price hike me to $20. Yeah, I, I would think, yeah, whatever they, whatever HBO Max charges, I think they're worth it just because of their TV catalog alone. Yeah, I, I, I know they got some great movies on there I've heard. But just their TV catalog alone, you you don't have enough hours in the day to make through all the great content they've they've given us. Are you just keeping this because you want to watch The Wire and Game of Thrones whenever you feel I mean, like it? Tr- I mean, I got them on D- I, my favorite shows. I've, I bought usually buy on DVD. I've yeah. Uh, eventually, I've ran into financial trouble, so you know I had to sell and pawn stuff. So I, The Wire is currently on a hard drive right now. But yeah, I, I've bought seasons of The Wire in The Sopranos. I've I've spent fifty dollars on a season 
of DVDs from HBO shows. That's how much I love it. This is before streaming for all you young bucks out there listening. You couldn't always have this stuff at your disposal, even if you had HBO. If you wanted to have the full season of your favorite show, you go out and buy it. And I implore you, please invest in physical content as I go off on this little slight tangent. Because these networks, they will remove the content you love in the blink of an eye to the highest bidder. And now you're struck. But I know if, that's, if all, got that's the, the content, one thing I hate oh, yeah. about streaming that it's on there for like a few months and the next thing you know is gone. And completely you gone. You can't find it. Uh, to the highest bidder. And even though they promise you, yeah, this stuff will be here forever. Voodoo, that's why I hate you. They promise me if I buy your <laughs> if I buy your Blu-ray. Man, you sound so hurt. <laughs> I, I am. I am. I, I loved having the hateful eight on my phone I could just watch when I'm bored. Now it, I do have that too. Hateful I have Eight at is least... on Netflix. Oh, you don't have Netflix. Oh, you you could get Netflix on your phone, right? Oh, I mean, that's uh, the Samuel Jackson Quentin yeah. Tarantino movie. But you have the hard copy of it. You I have the know. hard copy. Yeah. yeah, but I can still watch it in full 1080p on my phone uh, without having to be connected to the internet. As, as long as I got Voodoo, they took it off of there just because they sold it to another streaming service. Yeah, I can lie to that me. Idea. Not a, not a fan. And, and any streaming service can do that. If if they lose the rights to it, it's gonna disappear. But, yeah, Last of Us, one episode in, definitely looks like it's binge-worthy. The, mm-hmm. uh, the first 30 or so minutes of it kind of reminded me of the uh, uh, Zack Snyder zombie movie, Dawn of the Dead remake. Yeah. I where they kind of show what oh, life Army is. Army of the Dead? Not, not no, that. Uh, they had, well, had Ving Rhames in it. They were trapped in the mall. D- Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. Ving it does Rhyme, feel like that. Yeah. Oh, I think about, about the Netflix one. Yeah. That came out. The one where they yeah. trapped in the mall, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. That came out in the early 2000s. You had Mackay Pfeiffer. You had the white girl pregnant. They had a half zombie baby. I enjoyed that. But the first 20 minutes, it shows the downfall of society. Yeah. And this chaos erupting around the survivors as they try to make the safety. That's what this Last of Us did. And, yeah, I thought it was, it was great. And, yeah. Not to spoil Tommy or any other listeners out there who haven't seen it yet, but there were some surprises. So if, very if, much, yeah, I was for surprised. sure, yeah, because you're like me. I, all I see is from the poster of this mm-hmm. show and from that old video game, which I never played myself. It was a guy and a girl. I thought they were surviving the apocalypse together. Yeah. So halfway through the first episode, you realize the girl you think is going to be with this guy, it's not the, it's same. Not the same girl. Yeah, he, he, that that yeah. took me off guard. Yeah, yeah. I'm about to say, don't spoil nothing else. No, man. it's good, though. I enjoyed that one. That's worth watching. I want to see where this goes. For sure. Yeah. And you said it's a weekly episode. It's a weekly right? episode, so you don't have so to. So when yeah. the new episodes come out? I don't know. Next week. I think I'll, Sundays? What's the day? Yeah, could be. Sunday night? Yeah. Man, I, I have got, been waiting on it. I know. I feel like I'm right back in the cable days. I got to yeah. <laughs> watch it because they're doing a lot of this formula <laughs> right now where uh, if you off Netflix shows for a while and you go back to Hulu, they all come out with their weekly shows like the. Like This Is Us, um, Abbott Elementary, I've been watching that a lot. Uh, oh, what's another one? Um, the one with the, damn, the one, the smart kid with the, the Big Bang Theory spinoff. Young Sheldon, that comes out weekly. I heard good things about that. And uh, uh, Yellowstone, I'm on season five, so that's right back to my weekly thing. And I, Yellowstone's you know, on five? Damn. You know what? You know what I hate that shows do now? When did y'all ever hear of a mid-season finale? When did they start doing that what? shit? What? They called it a mid-season finale where they do like the halfway point of the season and then they're off for like three, four weeks. Good Lord. That is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard of in my life. And I hear that they're still shooting season five of Yellowstone right now. Good Lord. It's almost like they're doing this shit in real time. I've never heard of this before. 
They said that they're still shooting season five right now, and they're already airing season five episodes. That blows my mind. Yeah, I can't think of anything in recent memory that's done that. That's it's almost it's annoying, but it's it's still impressive. I don't know what to make of that, but I'm like, they do another mid season finale. I'm going to strike everybody in the fucking face whenever I see them in real life. <laughs> like whoever wrote this show, I'm a slap. You watch Young of Sheldon? Is that good? I do watch Young Sheldon. I don't know if that was my kind of cup of tea. If you didn't like Big Bang Theory, don't ever. Watch I don't this. like that. Yeah, because yeah, Big Bang Theory, it. they really do lean into the stereotypes of like the white nerds in college. Right. They got I, no I, friends, and they got like the one hot girl, and they're all obsessed over her. And the one, the dude from Roseanne dates her, right? The one yes. guy. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. That's a show I never actually binged or watched a lot of episodes, but every time I catch it on TV, I find myself rolling and enjoying it. Big it Bang is, Theory is pretty it damn is funny, funny but it but it's it's an it's an acquired taste. It's not for everybody. I can yeah. understand. But for me, as a thirty eight year old black man, I have to say that show is pretty damn hilarious. I became very so you quickly got a little bit of nerd in you. You got a little bit. Uh, of nerd All of us do. All of us got sure. more than a little bit, but that's yeah, because we all not, nerds in our own way, right? But that's that's just not my humor. I can't. I, I tried it a few times, but you just have to find at the, on any show. You just have to find at least one character I, that you can somewhat relate to. I said yeah. that about Seinfeld too. Then Ryan introduced me to Seinfeld. And I'm like, man, this is great. This is funny. <laughs> so I, I didn't think I would have that kind of humor. You know, that dry. Not really my kind of thing, but all of them are funny in their own right. And know? I promise you, Sean, once you've felt like you've seen every episode of Seinfeld like I have, please give Curb Your Enthusiasm a try. Yeah, I never watched it. Oh, uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, out. I it's, feel like it's way better. It's well, the rated R. It's rated R, right? He can kind of say what he wants. He that, does, you know? but it's just it's got its own style just because um, it doesn't feel as scripted. You actually feel like you're watching a documentary somewhat. Because it's it's about the 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 real deal writer of Seinfeld, he's just living off the money he made from, from Seinfeld, Seinfeld okay. <laughs> through California, <laughs> and he we talk about not biting your tongue. This man does not bite his tongue. Oh, that that show was so it was different. like the once I can't remember what season it was, but uh, I remember they were. Uh, they were at somebody's house and they had like this uh this uh soldier walk in and everybody started going around I was like, Oh, thank you for your service, thank you for your service and then he finally get to him, he's like, Nice to meet you <laughs> And everybody looked at him like he fucked up. He's like, Oh my god like what is wrong? He's like, What? Like I don't have to say that to him. <laughs> it was it, it, like his humor. It just hits a sweet spot for me, man. I love Larry David. He's he's comedic god. We got we got to protect this guy. <laughs> yeah, oh for my. sure. Oh god, it is so damn uh, funny. Uh, it's my kind of humor, like sarcastic <laughs> asshole, don't give a shit kind of humor. Like yeah, that's what I'm into. So yeah, well, a college buddy introduced me to that show. I, I I thank him to this day for that. Shout out to you, Brad. I hope you and your family's doing good. Oh, good for y'all. Now, new releases. I'm all I'm all out. I didn't watch any new movies this week, so hopefully y'all got something y'all can share with us. I got one. It's another HBO Max. It's not a new release, but it's fairly within the last three years, looks like. Uh, it's a Jason Bateman one. It's called The Outsider. It's on Netflix. I mean, um, HBO Max, actually. I don't remember this uh, one. Huh? It's kind of creepy. It's, um, it's called The Outsider? Yeah, The Outsider with Jason Bateman. And he plays like a baseball coach, and he, he's like wanted for murder. He like I, it looks, looks like he might have been involved or something like that, and it's got this creepy, eerie feel to it. And I just kind of in and out of it after I watched The Last of Us one time uh, over the weekend or whenever I did watch it. Uh, I watched bits and pieces of it. it's called The Outsider. Um, 
it, it's got a it's just something about it. It's, it's it got me intrigued a little bit. And I like Jason Bateman. He's got this long hair now in this in this movie in this show. It's, a, it's another show, I think. Yeah, and so everybody's all over him, and they got him down in prison, and people are threatening him to kill him and stuff because he's been killing little boys. It's kind of like a black phone vibe to it, but not without the supernatural part of it. Whereas this this dude who's been going around killing these kids in this town, and Jason Bateman is being wanted. He's wanted for that. And they think he did it, and they don't. Who knows? But it's called The Outsider. Give that one a try. It's not too bad so far. So I, that was the only thing I watched that I had never seen before. So it's not new. I think it came out in 2020. Uh, I completely yeah. missed this one. I'm looking yeah, at the. It's trailer. very dark. It's very dark. And it gives you. Oh, like, so it's a show. It's a show. But uh, it's not a movie or anything. But uh, it's something to watch, though. I, oh, based I, off of Stephen King. All right. There yeah, we that's go. probably why I like it. Because it, there it's got we go. That, it's now got, it's starting to make more yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, it looked it looked intriguing, and I just gave it a try. And so far, it's pretty good. It's um, it's not bad. So, like I said, Jason Bateman he's got he, he's he, got some range now. He's man. a great dramatic yeah. actor. Yeah. But when he gets funny, he's very funny. Oh yeah, Damn, he's great. Man, man, one people, man, anybody give a stand ovation to Jason? Man, man, Jason We've Bateman, done him before. Yeah, we yeah. need to give him a whole show, man. He yeah. deserves a whole show of appreciation, man. I love that dude. So he does much. good work. Yeah. Very good work. Just off of Ozark for me. You know that's enough for me. He he, that's one of my favorite shows. But I always like Jason Bateman. We go back to Teen Wolf, Jason Bateman. We don't want to talk about Teen Wolf too. That (laughs) that movie was so damn trash. That's like Grease Two. Teen Wolf is awful. Yeah, Yeah. I tried to watch Grease Two, thinking like, oh man, let's keep the good vibes going. (laughs) All right, let's keep it going. I watched five minutes. I was like, oh fuck. (laughs) Well, you know, he was he was in he was a commercial kid when he was little. That's all he did was commercials. I didn't know that. Yeah, so he wasn't even in the movies at first. He was just famous for his commercial soup. He he made like a Campbell's soup commercial. Back in the eighties and stuff, he was very popular for his commercials. Then he kind of came up into the movies and stuff like that. So he was more of a child star at first. Was so. he in uh, Necessary Roughness? Yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, he was in there. Damn, I yep. forgot he was. Almost forgot he was in that damn yep. movie. He was like the dean's son or something. That was. Yeah, Bateman. he got kicked out. Yeah, he got kicked out. Yep. Remember, he he had yeah. bad grades or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Huh, yeah. I, I, as soon as you said that, I knew exactly what character you were talking about. Yeah, oh. that definitely is him. All right, so the outsider. I gotta check that one out. And speaking of actors working on commercials, I cannot wait till you guys see Matthew McConaughey popping up on an episode of Unexplained Mysteries. I'm sure you guys have seen that show when you were kids. You just scared the shit out of you guys. Unsolved Mysteries. I'm sorry. Unsolved Unsolved Mysteries. Mysteries yes. was terrifying. Terrifying. He walking Ooh. down an alley and shit. Man. Yes. Have you Fall seen coming up? Ryan Winters? <laughs> little sketch of pop up. <laughs> like, oh, shit. Who the oh. fuck is Ryan Winters? Oh, my God. Matthew McConaughey got his start on there. He I couldn't believe it. Stole money from like three old have, women. It's always weird how uh. actors have like their weird start. Like, remember, y'all remember like a uh, damn? I can't remember what the hell it was. Remember when Ben Affleck played like some kid in high school that took steroids or something like that? I used to love that show. Huh? I, damn, I can't. Remember. It was like a, it was like an HBO like a uh, short or whatever. Like they did like a. You know how they do dramatization, like acting or whatever, like kind of like they do on more. Damn it, Tommy! Even... You're gonna you're gonna drive me crazy when you said that. I know exactly I, what I, episode you're talking. And I, they had the episode where the kid found his dad's gun in in the closet and yes. shot his friend. Uh, I, that show that show used to be awesome. Oh, what's the name of that I, show? I'm not gonna remember. That's why I told you. That, you just proved my point even further from earlier. HBO. Is the standard for good television? Oh, I, there's no doubt. I, I no forgot doubt. about that damn show. I always felt like HBO was like a privilege. 
I mean, we would go places, and the hotel had HBO. But hell yeah, HBO in this month. Like HBO was always like the. Crib. If you went to a Motel Six for HBO, you said no. Uh, but I mean, like when we would go to bed town, bugs and everything. Yeah, else. yeah. But it was always like HBO was like you know something special. If you had HBO and then Cinemax and all that came after that and Showtime. Yeah, because they had quality shows. Yeah, yeah, like you can't just overlook friends, some shit yeah. like that. And you would get good movies too. Like HBO, they would have oh, some yeah. of the newer movies if it Big was time. close to. Before streaming and all that, HBO was getting that stuff, you know. So you had to wait a year after the theatrical yeah, release. Yeah, but you would get good it'd be on TV. There. Yeah, yeah, you can watch Eraser one year after it came yeah, out. Yeah, you saw you watching Blade on there and all that. I mean, it was, they were getting all that stuff. Uh, it's gonna take me a while to find that, but yeah, Man, I'm, I'm gonna text it to you later on this week because I'm I can't remember the name of it, but it was like one of those like earlier in his career type of. Type of role, yeah. I, I, can, I was like, I did. I can see him sweating, doing push-ups in his room right now. I remember that episode. Oh, man. Yeah, it's it, it like up there, like 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 watching Keanu Reeves do like a Coca-Cola commercial or something like that. It was just, it's just weird. But he was a nobody when they came out. True. Yeah, there was no Goodwill Hunting or anything like that. Uh, I just remember that uh, when he started blowing up, I used to always say that was him from that HBO show. It was like I think they only probably made between uh, five to ten episodes of that series. Yeah, I know. But these exactly are what you're about. dramatic reenactments of true life events. And yeah, one of my elementary school teachers showed that gun episode in the school. I was like, "Yep, I saw this at home. Thank you, parents, for having HBO." Yeah, that show was great. Oh. Yeah, that's not a bad way to start your career at all. He did good work on there on a great show. Damn it! Hey, I'm googling that. We leave. This I know. One. I know. It might not even be in his like, IMDb. They probably, he probably paid people to get rid of it. No, he was great in that. That was nothing to be ashamed of. This is not, this is not Leprechaun is... One we're talking about. Yeah, yeah but you know, maybe he's just not proud of it. Who knows? I don't know. But this is one of those where, like, I I remember it very vividly because my memory works very well when it comes to movies. But I just don't remember the name of that damn. TV series that he was in. It's, well, that's a it, lot better. It, it'll, than... it'll come to me later on this week. Either I'll look it up or I'll just well, look up on YouTube, Ben Affleck, you know, bodybuilding steroid user, some shit like that. I'll, I'll figure <laughs> yeah. some shit out. So you've never seen the unrated, I'm doing quotations for all you listeners, the unrated version of Batman vs. Superman. Oh, I have. I like it a lot better. The un- slightly better. It's slightly better. The storyline flows a little bit but better. But the only reason you know it got the unrated version, because we got Outside of Gone Girl, we had to see his bare, hairy ass again in a goddamn movie. Stop showing your ass, Ben Affleck. You are literally showing your ass. Gone Girl was like a horror movie for me. That was Gone scary. Girl was freaking awesome. That yeah. was great. Uh, yeah, I didn't. But know. we saw his bare, naked ass in that, and we had to see it in the unrated version. And I'm sorry for all the parents who bought their kids that crap thinking they were going to see a family-friendly movie. With <laughs> that is not family-friendly <laughs> at all. Yeah. You get to see a bare-ass, hairy Ben Affleck. Enjoy. Uh-huh. Oh, and the last uh, new release that's in theaters, uh, one that I thought was kind of interesting, but I, I probably won't watch it until it comes on streaming. Apparently, uh, Nia Long uh, has a movie coming out in theaters this week. It's called Missing. Where the the mom goes on vacation with a new boyfriend, then she goes missing, yeah, and then yeah, the daughter is trying to yeah. like it. It looked interesting enough, but it was kind of like uh, I'll wait, I'll wait. It's not something I want to go to the theater for. It's like it's not to me movies right now in the theaters that's making me want to go out and try to watch something. How the hell did y'all see this preview? Yeah, I, 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 an I've Avatar preview, yeah, really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was just like like once you go down to YouTube rabbit hole, you just start watching stuff mm-hmm. over and over again. I was like, what Neil? I got a movie. Coming. I think it was like around the time where I will start watching other. Uh, the best man final chapters on uh on NBC, which you liked, loved, 
my my love. I my cannot recommend. I can't recommend it well. enough. The Best Man Final Chapters is a great limited series. You, you guys, should watch that. Did you guys see the trailer for Mandalorian? They're in, I missed they're it. in Monday Night Football. I miss it. Incredible. Oh, man, it looks great. They had it looks a, they, incredible. They had a sneak peek in Monday Night Football. It's oh. online by now. Yeah, it's online now. But they it was they, they went through it on halftime. I was like, oh, man, this looks great. It looked freaking When did awesome. he get Baby Yoda back? Did he get Baby Yoda back? No, I thought he gave Baby Yoda up to Luke. What? I thought he did train. Well, I thought he did, couldn't did, see him anymore. Then he went back and get him, though? I don't remember that. I think I and, think Baby Yoda had a choice. Yeah, and he stayed Luke, with him. Luke, Luke gave, gave him the choice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And he went back to him because he didn't really want to do what Luke was doing. Remember? Yeah, that's kind of why I uh, uh, I thought they they had to do that because yeah. most of the reason people are watching the show is because of Baby Yoda. Right. They had that's the most appeal. That that was the biggest For draw. Sure. Uh, but I couldn't remember when he went back. But I think he did. He go back in um, Boba Fett. Or was it proud of the Mandalorian? It was Mandalorian because oh. I've never seen Boba Fett. Oh, okay, and I, okay, I know yeah. you ain't missing much. nothing. But he I've did heard. have a part in Man, uh, uh, Boba Fett. Well, at least the Mandalorian did. But yeah, he gave him a choice. Remember, he said because uh, he 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 didn't know if he wanted to do what Luke. He, he wasn't really interested in it. He wasn't concentrating. And then when Mandalorian came around, he really lost his concentration. Oh, yeah, and he wanted to go back with him. He said, "Man, he's just too attached to you now. Yeah, like a dad, like a dad figure. You're like a dad to him. Yeah, so. yeah." I, I, I'm I'm very excited to see that. Yes, Mandalorian I mean, is is great. one of the best shows yeah. that Disney Plus has probably come out with for ever. sure. No, now they tried with Boba Fett. Like I said, dropped not, the ball. Not, <laughs> they dropped the ball. They dropped the lightsaber. They dropped everything. And, <laughs> and then they dropped the ball with uh, Obi Wan Kenobi too. We were all hyped about that, and that didn't do shit. <laughs> and you guys liked it more than I did. I that's, did like it. I didn't hate it, but it bad. was yeah. It was better. It was like once you bring in Darth Vader. You can't, you can't but go nowhere but up, man. I love seeing that Same in here. any Star Wars show or movie anywhere possible. You give me Darth Vader, I'm going to be fucking hype. I'm going to be fucking hype. Just like you saw Darth Vader at the end of Rogue One. Made the made the damn movie worth it. Even if you didn't like the movie up until then, him going ape shit at the end, oh, man, that was so satisfying. Might be the best Darth Vader scene of any Star Wars. Exactly. So they made sure they threw something in there to get people hyped. Or excited, even if you didn't want to watch this little, this one-time spinoff of a movie, or you weren't too interested in watching the the show. Even though the show, the beginning of it was pretty, it was pretty lackluster. It could have done a lot better to start out with, but the last two, three episodes, the way to end it, I thought, look, all right, man, this is what makes it worth it. Now, granted, it would have turned out better if it was a movie. I agree, hundred percent. The they show was all that for me. fat, and they should have released that movie right when they were coming out. With those uh, sequel movies, episodes eight and nine, just like they did the Rogue One, there should have been an Obi Wan movie with Hugh McGregor come back, as opposed to recasting Han Solo. No, I just feel like they got greedy. It's like, hey, like let's just turn this into a show. Let's milk this out for a while. Get people coming back to Disney Plus to have them all excited. Let's just go this way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and I, I would even say the success of the Mandalorian is gave the green light to the seven upcoming Star Wars series that we got down down the pipeline. Now, they got a new animated show that came out recently, Bad Batch. Have y'all started watching any mm-hmm. of that? I think they're on season two right now. No, I just, I saw it up there. I was like, all oh, right, man, Disney Plus is trying their best, but yeah. until they bring out Loki again, huh, I'm not I'm not too pumped to come back it's to coming. Disney. It's coming. No, I ended up being on Disney Plus the other day watching The Fox and the Hound, <laughs> watching that damn <laughs> oh, movie. Oh, God. Man, I that swear. That took me back some years. 
man, they they love to kill somebody at the beginning, man. They really yeah. be going, they really be going for it, man. I'm like, man, I ain't crying as a grown man watching this damn, <laughs> this mama fox die like, all over again. Come on, man, you did it to Bambi. Like I can't do this no more, man. Keep doing this to me, man. Thug tears. Well, so that, that's what my week has been. But yeah, that was just the last uh, new release that I saw that's coming out in the next few weeks. That and uh, Knock at the Cabin. I do want to see that. That looks more. That looks now, even have better. Have they than... released a new trailer for that? They one? do have a newer trailer. I don't know if that's the newest one, but uh... they did release the final trailer. Okay, that looks good. Yeah, it looks interesting. I, I'm I'm interested to see where he's going with it. I'm scared with M Night though. I don't know. He, no, uh... I think ever since he did the movie Split, the the Split movie was so fucking good. It rebought a lot of goodwill back with me. But the rest he, of his movies have been split too, though. I mean, <laughs> sheesh, it's been good and bad, you know. So you guys, uh, if, I, if, I, if I remember correctly, you guys liked that movie old. Boy, I did, did, but there's a lot. I, I didn't like that. old, but I it's hated almost, that. It's so almost much. like he does like a good one. They does a bad one. Yep. He does a good yep. one because <laughs> right before the old movie, he did like the that, the awakening or the no uh, uh, glass movie where he combined like a split and yeah, uh, unbreakable, unbreakable, yeah, unbreakable yeah. that was that was pretty good actually. It, it was good. But it was kind of like man, that fight scene at the end could have been a lot better. I was like watching Batman v Superman. It's like it's a five minute fight. We waited an hour and a half. For a five minute fight that was very lackluster, you could have done better True. than this. I was just mad he hired some transvestite to play uh, Samuel Jackson's mom at the end of that. I'm sorry if you're an actual black woman, but I, you look like a man in a wig at the end of that movie. I'm I missed sorry. that. Who was that? Um, I don't know the name. I I, I should have looked it up in there. In that movie database, was but it the same mom from the? It couldn't have been because she was obviously a female. Maybe she just didn't age well. But I just remember that last ten minutes of that movie. Them sitting in the train station where they're seeing uh, their family members carrying over their legacy. That black woman looked like a man oh. with a wig on. Maybe she just didn't age well. I don't know if it's the same actress from Unbreakable or not. But that was one of the best parts of Unbreakable was his character's relationship, Glass's relationship to his mother and her kind of... Yeah, because they had to bring back at least one person for each of them to keep them connected to the actual quote-unquote universe. Because I think they brought back his son from... a. Uh... Do you think uh, was that the same actor? That was the, that was the same actor who played his son in the the first one and in the this one and in the the split movie. They brought back uh, Anna Taylor Joy, whatever her name yes. is. Like they yes. brought her back in as like the so one girl. It that might got be away. then. It might be then. I have to. I have to did, that did, as well. It looked like her. They did do somebody else. Like they they must have did a horrible makeup job. That was the must be. It, it was just, that was that was my least favorite part of the movie. Yep. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Surprise, surprise, people. Black does crack sometimes. <laughs> it does crack sometimes. Like we all aged like gracefully, like Angela Bassett. Some of us out here, out here, really, really struggling, <laughs> struggling hard. You know, we don't have all that that regimen that she has. She must have like almond milk milkshakes every single morning. I don't know what she does, man, but she's she's doing great. Wow. Did I miss anything else? Any other new releases that's coming out pretty soon that I uh, overlooked? Yeah. Other than Ant Man, I'm, I'm really, I'm really, I'm really not hype about anything else. Ant Man has got me, got me for sure. I am not. I'm going to see it, but to you say damn I'm right, I'm going to buy you a ticket. You got no choice but to go. <laughs> I, and just, I'm, I am going to pick you up. All right, Jonathan Majors is is just he's so awesome, man, and I'm really excited to see him in this. So uh, he's becoming, like I tell you, he's becoming more and more my favorite actor right now. So can I, can I, can I make it a confession right now? I'm not that hyped to see Creed three. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know what yeah. it is, but I'm just I'm more pumped about Ant Man than I am about what? Creed three. Creed three, I feel like ugh, I don't I think don't, I don't want to call it out as a bad thing, but I think it might be a little bit of a dud. It might be, I, the previews have looked good because, like I said, in the past few years trilogies haven't been sticking the landing lately. I, if 
Jonathan Majors can either save this movie or he can take this movie. I'm excited to see Michael B. Jordan in the director's chair. I want to see. I want him to succeed as a director, just like Sylvester Stallone succeeded as a director with Rocky Two, Three, and Four. You think this is the new phase, like actors trying to take on the director role? It's not a new. No, it's not a new phase. A, a lot of. I feel like it's more. They're trying a lot more now. This, like they're trying to do like the acting, directing thing. Like sometimes you can start out as a director and you can't knock it out the park. Denzel did it with uh, uh what was the movie he did with Derek? Fences? Luke? Uh, not no, even did. Fences. The one he did, he wanted to do that before. Oh, right? um, damn it! Why is it all the time? I, I know thinking. who you're talking about. Oh, uh, what's the name? Where that guy was trying to find his parents? Ah, crap! Damn. All right, I have the Google because that's going to bug me and that's going to that's going to get on my trying to find his parents because uh, he was in a, he was in the navy or whatever. It was Antoine Fuqua, wasn't it? Antoine, Antoine Fisher. Fisher. Antoine, Antoine Fisher. Fisher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thank you. To thank Antoine Fisher. Yeah. Oh shit, that was gonna yeah. kill me. Thank for you. I don't know so why he, I said Fuqua, he, but Fisher. Yeah. Well, as soon as you said Antoine, I was like, yeah, 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 yep, Antoine, yep, that's what yeah. you're talking about. Just yeah. call out a black name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Terrence. Yeah. Jamal. What? Uh, yeah. So uh, Antoine Fisher, I thought that was a good one, and uh, Gone Baby, Gone Baby, Gone for Ben Affleck. I thought was a very underrated movie. Did uh, you ever watch that one? It was good. Not as good as the town, though. I thought the town was a masterpiece. That was dope, especially at the end when they were in that baseball stadium. Oh, yeah. In the uh, Red Sox. It was awesome. Yeah. He he directed that. He did? did. That was really good. He knocked out the park. I thought thought it was was very good. I just don't know if Robert De Niro directed, uh, whatchamacallit, um, uh, what's the movie? It was was an HBO movie. Bronx Tale. Remember Bronx Tale? He directed that? Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Damn. Yeah. I miss it. I For sure. It. All right. But I'll, I'll, I'm just going to be skeptical right now. Because I'm not, because I'm just, maybe it's just me being all steadfast on, like, Rocky should be in this movie. He should. Like, he's directing this movie, but he's not going to have Sylvester Stallone in it. And I think that's where you see the business side of Hollywood. Either he wasn't getting the paycheck or he didn't have as much creative input. But to a certain extent, I'm just glad they didn't go down the most obvious route. And having him fighting Mr. T's son for like I said, they just run out of bad guys at this point. Yeah. It's like Cobra Kai. Like, how many more bad guys can you bring? They just back? keep bringing everybody. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm glad they didn't go that route. Like, are they gonna bring back Tommy Gunn's son? Like, what else you got? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm that. That's what's got me a little bit more excited. And I, yeah, I, I gotta disagree with you guys. I am way more excited about Creed three than I am for Ant Man three. And I liked Ant Man really? one and two a lot. It's just, um, but uh, it always seems like it's a different beat of a movie when they use a different director. It very, very and true. all the the next director does is try to replicate what the previous director did. And I'm just thinking like that, like why don't you just bring back the original fucking director? Let him do it again. True. Um, I feel I'll like Michael B. Jordan is going to try too hard to try to replicate what uh, uh, Ryan Coogler did. Did you like Creed too? I love Creed too. Ryan Coogler didn't direct that. He was pr- produ- He got a producer. But he was busy working on Black Panther. He didn't make Creed 2. Well, it was still pretty good. Yeah, I thought so, yeah. So, yeah, you got the person. But once again, Rocky's in it. I don't know why, True. but Rocky does say, like, their relationship is what uh, resonated this whole franchise to begin with. Michael B. Jordan and Rocky being together. Now, sure, it Dead can overstay serious. his welcome a little bit. Dead serious. But it, it's a, I'm, I'm, I feel I'm, like it's I'm nervous necessary. about that. I'm not going to lie. I am nervous. This is the first Rocky movie without Rocky in it. I am ext- I am nervous about that. Yeah, like, I like um, yeah, I, I'm kind of understand. That's why it's like taking Harrison Ford out of like the Star Wars franchise. It wasn't the same after yeah. the Force Awakens, and it hasn't been the same since. But that was one of the 
like one of the more powerful moments in Star Wars. Like just him, Princess Leia, just having them in the film series. Just I don't know. It helps. I don't know. Keep like the spirit of the franchise alive a little bit. I don't know how to describe it, but sometimes you just need like it's like kind of like watching the the new screen movie coming out without Nev Campbell. It's gonna feel different. Yeah, yeah you're gonna feel that. I hear, but. Like, make it a fr- like a, have y'all have y'all not felt like ever since like the first Friday, all the other two Fridays films haven't been the same without Chris Tucker? Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, agreed. Like sometimes you just need that 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 special character that makes the franchise what it is. True. Uh, but you guys did just to, we'll get away from Star Wars as soon as possible. Promise. We were no, just talking we about the Mandalorian. <laughs> we're never going to get rid of that. <laughs> same here. I I lied. Never get away from Star Wars. We saw that episode of the Mandalorian where they showed Luke show up on that ship and save Baby Yoda. And all the badass shit he was doing. Oh, all oh, you had—that's uh, uh, the season finale of Mandalorian yes, last year. Season when he two, came. yes, that freaking was, awesome. That was that was equivalent to seeing Darth Vader in Rogue One, like seeing him come through there, like cut all those damn robots down. Like, exactly. I if we would have got that version of Luke Skywalker in the sequel to The Force Awakens, instead of him being a, a hermit on an island with regret, um, we would have a different opinion. There are a million different ways you could have made a sequel to The Force Awakens. They left it wide open where it wasn't set in stone. So I don't... I I really felt that just seeing Harrison Ford back from one movie, I think we are blessed. And we got a way better version of Han Solo in this new trilogy than we got of Princess Leia or Luke Skywalker. We got... That was not Harrison... That was Han Solo in The Force Awakens. That wasn't Harrison Ford showing up for a paycheck... We got Han Solo, yeah. and I'm extremely thankful for that. And seeing his own son stab him through the stomach gave me a new villain to hate and some new heroes to root for that they killed this villain by the end of this trilogy. They failed on all accounts, but they got it right the first time. Uh, Force Awakens remains a great movie to me, even if the sequels were god-awful. I'm honestly, like, like I always said, maybe a lot of people didn't like it, but I like how they actually got him to die off in this series in a a somewhat respectable way of him trying to save his son from going to the dark side. It was great, yeah. yeah. yeah like, he a... tried his best. But I don't know why they just didn't make um, Ray Luke's, da- Luke's daughter. Then you got cousins fighting each other throughout the series. That, yeah, that makes sense. That I told dope. you, man, I think they wrote that script in pencil. They just kept erasing shit. Like, oh, let's try to, like, no, not even pencil, a dry erase marker. They they could not wait to scribble out all these good ideas and just kept trying stuff over and over again. Like, whatever they were doing in the writing room, they were just not on the same page. Yeah. I think that's what we all expected, too, though. Maybe they, they wanted to do something different because we already had already lined them two up, you know. People had already figured them out. It's got to be yeah. better, then. If yeah. you're going to do something different than what we're expected, make it better than what we're expecting. Yep. And if you can't, don't do it. Because yeah. you, 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 you fail. No reason to bring the Emperor back. Oh, yeah. been- it was a panic move. The same yeah. way they brought uh, Han Solo back for yeah. that quick little cameo. It, but it doesn't make any sense, though, because... Um, Nothing I st- about that trilogy made sense after this, uh, the first one. It doesn't. And, for the, and I can see if it was just a mild hit. But I don't think... I don't think we'll be alive when we see a, another movie make more money than The Force Awakens did in North America. Now They're, they're, they're going to try. They're going to fail, but they're they're damn sure going to try. They're definitely going to try, for sure. This Avatar movie that's out, this is a huge hit. I'm surprised that it's still making money because it wasn't – it was just boring. It was very boring. I thought I'd never say that about an Avatar movie saying it was boring because the first one was good, but this one was kind of like, I'm tired of these fucking kids, man. I'm getting tired of these kids. I will see it before it leaves the theater. I I, I definitely want to share my opinion. I am determined to see that in 3D before it leaves the theater. 
like I said, I liked Avatar 1. I just wasn't head over heels for it, but the 3D was incredible. And I don't want to miss out on seeing that in the theater because I know the 3D and this has got to be a freaking amazing. I just want to see it in IMAX. Not necessarily 3D anymore. If I just watch it in IMAX, maybe I'll still get the same. It'll maybe, probably yeah. be there until Ant-Man 3 comes out. Yeah. I don't think another movie's going to take that IMAX screen until Ant-Man comes out. Oh, yeah. They got Ant-Man coming out in 3D, and that does make a little bit more sense. Mm-hmm. Because we go into the quantum realm and all that stuff going on. It makes sense. Like kind of watching uh, the Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Like, yeah, you kind of have to watch it in 3D. I kind of understand that. Now, granted, I'm not buying y'all ticket in 3D. That's like 30 bucks yeah, a ticket. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to upgrade your ticket, go ahead. But no, we're going, we're going standard 2D. Maybe IMAX. I'm okay. I see, that isn't, listen, it's not 3D necessary. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah, 2D I'm say, IMAX, I'm all for it. I'm about to say, are y'all good going to the Thursday show? Yeah. Thursday show? Yeah. As right now, yeah. All right. Because, yeah, yeah, like I said, Ryan, I got to pick your ass up. When does it come out? February when? Uh, I think it's the the weekend of February 17th okay. or something like that. Yeah. So it'll probably be what the fifteenth is when the when it comes out like earlier that week. So or, tickets probably on sale right now. Yeah, I just got my email alert uh, last week that the tickets just went on sale. So yes, I'll I'll get the tickets purchased so we can all go out as a cinema family go watch that one. Maybe I'll bring my son along. My wife maybe not because I know she's gonna fall asleep on this shit. She always falls asleep on these damn Marvel movies now. So I don't want to waste my money. And she heard this right now. I'm sorry, baby. I'm, I'm not bringing you. I'm not bringing you. I'm saving my money. I love you so much, but I want to keep you at the house. No. Now, any anything else that we miss? Let's go to the headlines right now. All right, I can already covered Jeremy Renner finally made out the hospital, so good for that. Awesome. Avatar: Way of the Water just passed Spider Man: No Way Home for six all time at the box office. That's a big deal. It is soon going to be one of only well, soon to be six, but it's going to reach that top five plateau of the movies who have grossed $2 million worldwide. $2 billion. $2 billion. That's a big difference. Yeah. yeah. It's at like 1.91 right now. I think it's sitting there. So, yeah, it's going to cross. quietly snuck up there. Man. I know. I, I, I didn't hear shit that. about this. Just like the first Avatar is making most of its money overseas. But that one seemed so big to me. I guess it was the first one of its kind. But it was, it's, it was it's, huge. It took off and everybody was talking about it. I hadn't heard a soul talk about this but, Avatar. Too. Like, it's just like there's nothing else. It's, that's what happens when there's no competition. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like people just gonna keep going out. Like, hey, Avatar's out. Want to watch it? Yeah, sure, whatever. That's how Ava- I feel. Yeah, it it doesn't have the same hype as Avatar One for sure. That was like a word of mouth phenomenon. But it's still insane to think that Avatar One made around seven hundred ish million dollars in the United States. Its total gross was two point nine billion. So that movie made two point two billion dollars overseas alone. And Avatar's on the on the same track. It might just gross two billion dollars overseas without North America. That is insane. That's crazy. Um, yeah, like I said, keep in mind. Compare that to the number three highest grossing movie of all time. The movie we're just talking about Star Wars: The Force Awakens. That grossed almost just even amount of two billion dollars. Episode seven: The Force Awakens grossed two billion dollars worldwide. Nine hundred million of that came from North America. Compared to the seven hundred million, really for Avatar, wow. I, don't, yeah. I don't think anybody's gonna. I, I, I was shocked the Force Awakens made that much. I'm surprised it outgrossed Avatar and Titanic. I thought it may be four hundred. How much did Black Panther make? I feel like that, that seven hundred million, which is I'm about to say because I know that one was over six hundred million. So I thought, oh, damn, that was pretty impressive. Load. Yeah, yeah, it's Top Gun Maverick territory. Yeah, seven hundred million. But yeah, Black Panther made more than Infinity War made in the United States. Not bad, not bad. That's insane. Oh, now where do you think it's going to land? What is all said and done? 
You think it's going to crack top three? Avatar? Yeah. Let's see. Because That's a guarantee said, at this point. Because number one is like uh, their first one at like, what do you say, 2.9? 2.9. Endgame is at like 2.7, I believe. Yep. What's right after that one? Star Wars, Star Wars The Force Awakens. At, right at 2.0, 2.0 billion. And number five, Infinity War, just slightly below The Force Awakens. Both of both of them made two hundred million billion dollars, almost even. Damn. So yeah, it's pretty much a guarantee it's going to be in the top five at this point. Damn. Even if another ticket's not sold in the United States starting today, it's still going to crack two billion dollars worldwide, and most of that's going to be made overseas. Right, seventy percent. Surprising to me because the movie was so damn boring. Uh, they, Are they just making all this money just because of three D tickets? Could be People love an, Avatar. Avatar it, from the I'm first one. I don't think his was in 3D, was it? No. 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 Yeah, it was. Sure. It was. I saw it. Remember, we saw it in 3D opening night. What? I, I never watched any. Remember, I never watched Endgame. a Marvel movie Remember in when 3D. that movie cut off halfway? That wasn't in 3D. Yes, it was, Sean. No. Sean, your memory is disappointing me right no, now. No, I don't think so. I remember a, I was We mad. had 3D glasses on? Yeah, 3D no, we glasses did not. on for that. No, I don't think so. Yeah. I, maybe was, you went to another. I don't remember that. No, you. I bought your ticket, I think. I bought... Three tickets for 3D, so and you, me, you, you and Kenny dude, could watch y'all it. Y'all left. Yeah, so it, and, I, and they yeah. turned. Somebody kept pulling the fire alarm. Exactly. I don't remember that. It could I be. Was I'm sitting not here because I, I, I was mad. It was just because I wanted to see it Thursday night. I remember going. That was the last ticket available, and I had to work at six o'clock or five o'clock in the morning, and I stayed for the because they pulled it twice and they kept rewinding it. Ugh. And I was like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna stay up all night." I stayed up the entire night and went to work. It was the loafingest day I've ever had at work. I was <laughs> probably loafing was real bad. I felt sick. I didn't have no sleep, but I was determined to watch Endgame. And it was, you know, I saw that. But I remember you left. You couldn't take it. Remember we were standing outside and it was raining. Yeah, I would have. I would have stuck it out. But yeah. he he had a hot date that night. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. So yeah, he he didn't think he was gonna be out that late. He was just trying to get some booty. But it's uh, worth that, yeah. Yeah, I, but I, I written, I written when rewatched in game, and yeah, I don't. It was so much better in 2D. Even if it was in 3D, I don't want to watch a Marvel movie in 3D. Only like an Ant Man, maybe, and Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Since technically, that's I guess a Marvel property. Well, kind of forever was in 3D. I, yeah, it, like movies like that. I just feel like I don't want to watch it in 3D. I, I feel like it's going to take away from the experience for me. I saw the original uh, Avengers movie in 2012 in 3D. It's, it was not worth it. It. 3D added nothing to it. Yeah, only when it's a movie like us, like maybe Spider Man, maybe like Doctor Strange, where there's like a lot of stuff going on in the background, maybe it makes more sense. But yeah, I have no desire to watch like a Marvel movie in 3D. No, it takes. I don't need to see movie. Hawkeye's arrow like coming at me like that. I'm, I'm good. I know <laughs> we made here. the shot. Same here. Oh, uh, now, oh, other news huh? before I forget about that. Did y'all hear that Kanye West got married? Just to be married, funny, yeah, he, y'all got heard he got he got. Was, first thing I said was, "Who married his crazy ass, and why?" Was the second question. Must be just for the money. Got to be for the money. But he ain't got no goddamn money. He, like, he went broke, like anti-Semitic rants. Man, he lost like <laughs> over like two billion. Oh, unless he was stupid with all those production royalties he's getting, he should. He should that be ain't that damn much. Life. He can make the blueprint six, seven, and eight. He's still ain't gonna make all that damn money back. Oh lord, he can sell everything he got. He can sell all his Yeezys and everything. No, he he ain't gonna get that money back. I just thought that was like a really funny headline. Like Kanye got married. I was like, who? What yeah. married this dumb fuck right? Now? I can't remember her name, but I've seen a picture of them uh, two eating lunch. Uh, it don't make no sense. Uh, Pray oh, for her. Oh, this was this one was actually a a very weird uh, headline. Okay, apparently uh, a production company owned by Channing Tatum bought the rights to the movie Ghost. And he plans on remaking it. Good lord! How do y'all feel about that? 
no excitement at all. Not actually. at all. Nah. That's going to be hard to remake because that was so, such a long time ago. And I swear to God, if you start dancing, like making clay models and shit, you know, I'm, I'm like, Magic Mike don't need to be in this fucking movie. I don't, I don't need this shit. How would he remake that? And first off, I'm I'm very sick and tired of remakes. I'm telling you, yeah, this is something hate new. Yeah. Remakes to my core because usually. You're doing the original a disservice by remaking it, and you're not even making it as good as the first one. If you just want to, if you just want to make a movie just something like that, just I don't know, try something original and make like a new twist of it. Remaking the old movie I always feels like you're I, trying you're trying too hard to not be creative I, anymore. I know Ghost was a love story, but there was some parts that was kind of scary when that dude was running in the street and them demons was trying to come up and grab him and pull him down. Yeah, the, the hell. black guy. Yeah, that was, that was terrible. <laughs> He was just yeah. running around screaming. That would have been the worst yeah. thing ever. But Patrick Swayze passed away. It's going to be hard for him to redo anything that Patrick Swayze did. You know, we got Whoopi Goldberg in there. Like, it's this. Oh, I heard gonna... they're redoing Roadhouse. Oh, my goodness. With they Conor McGregor. Doing, doing shit. I did hear about that one. Holy shit. Now, that's Hollywood. Is, they don't have no faith in nothing. No Not more. at all. They are making um, uh, uh It show called Dairy. It's going to be on HBO Max. Where they just focus it on the town? It's focus on the town. Like, like what, yeah. in between, like, uh... I don't know. It's just called Dairy. They had a picture of it with a balloon that says Dairy coming out soon, HBO Max. Uh, oh, I don't know. Yeah, so, I don't know. You know, I'm going to watch it. I'm, 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 I'm going to be cautious on being optimistic about that show being anything good, because the, the movies were still cool, but yeah. I don't want to watch a show, necessarily. Right. Maybe to give you some background on, you know, some other people he might have went after uh, during that time, you know. So. Maybe. Say I'm excited. Maybe I'm, I'm. I'm not. A, not totally opposed to I it. It's not like those movies were trash. They were good. They were good. Yeah. Right. The first one was really good with the kids. I, like I that thought one. the first one had one of the best trailers ever produced. Oh man. Uh, I th- I just thought it one and two were just they were all right. They were okay. I didn't hate them. Yeah, that's I talk about a movie that overstated. None of those movies need to be over two hours long. They were that second one was pretty long. But I, I like the first one for sure. We'll see what that does, though. I'll yeah, it was like once I caught the rhythm of the the movie, like the the screams and you know him popping up out of nowhere, it's kind of like it kind of lost it for me. It kind of lost the second one was kind of like oh I, I can anticipate what's about to happen now. He's about to pop up out out of nowhere behind him. Then boom, yeah. there he is. Like, it was a pretty much same as the first one, except they were grown ups. It was it yeah. Didn't what's, really what's, what's our guy from uh, Malignant, the director? One uh, James Wan. James Wan. James Wan. Like he is the master of diverting a lot of those like uh, mm-hmm. those little jump scares in his movies by c- coming up in unexpected times. He's a master of that. He For always sure. throws me off of that. Everybody else is almost like they just have like cookie coder like like camera work. It's like, oh, let me guess who's going to pop up over here. It's going to pop up over there. It's like, it's like they're, they're losing creativity. He's the master of redoing that completely. He just made it a, a lot more fun to watch a horror movie. Everybody yeah. else feels like a knockoff at this the point. The Conjuring was really nice when he would he would make you think something right and then the shit be on the left. Exactly. You know? so, he throws me off because yeah. a lot of people, like, because we watch a lot of scary movies, so mm-hmm. we kind of catch the rhythm of a lot of mm-hmm. that stuff. It, is, it does feel very cliche on how they do certain things, but he was refreshingly original big time very refreshing very refreshing so yeah there's not going to be another one like him anytime soon so yeah i'll just i'll, I'll hold my breath on that whole new show ryan i watched halloween kills again mm-hmm. get to the scene where michael myers is fighting him at the end it's a part i missed it's a funny scream he stabbed the uh the billy dude or the one of the dudes that was like the main antagonizer or one of the dudes that was attacking him evil dice yeah yeah he stabbed him he's like, ah! he screaming real bad 
Oh man, I was <laughs> so this laughing. is the middle one the in the middle. Trilogy. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. The evil, the second one, <laughs> when they're which I enjoy jumping him, he finally gets the ultimate warrior courage and comes back on him, and he stabbed somebody like in the armpit. <laughs> so screaming bad. <laughs> oh. Like, oh, I gotta tell Ryan about that. <laughs> oh. I forgot about that scene. Ooh, I'm uh, telling you, Sean. Next time you get around to watching Titanic, even if you got to fast forward <laughs> to the first hour, when that ship starts going down, it's an hour straight. Of just fat white guys falling and screaming. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's great. It's oh, nonstop. Man. Y'all are so <laughs> I need to make a compilation for y'all for like all the funny screens oh, in cinema over, history. There's yeah. some movies I can name off top that's got plenty of those, man. The Mist has some of the best oh, screens. Man. When they run out at the end, he's like, we're going to run to the car. Everybody be quiet. We're going to run out. Hey! 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 Screaming real bad. Right? Oh, man, shut up. They said, could... be quiet. They scream instantly. The Mist has oh, some best screens. Yeah. It was tense. You had to be quiet for that scene. Oh, Get away. Some scream. old man just ruins it for everybody. Start screaming right away. <laughs> Oh my God! Oh, I was on a very good booty call that night, two o'clock in the morning, laughing my ass off. I woke the girl up and everything. Oh, oh that, was, that was great. We the mist was awesome. Sick, we're sick. <laughs> All right, y'all want to know what I thought was a really funny, funny scream? Y'all remember the in the a quiet place, the first one, where the old man's find like his wife. Like dead in the field or whatever, like that. Oh yeah! And then he goes up to him. He's like, "Don't you dare fucking scream!" <laughs> he makes that fucking face before he screams. I'm like, "Oh, fuck. Yeah. like his face was just funny." It's like, "Oh man, he was like a, you know how you whoop a kid? They trying to hurt real hard, not to cry. Yeah. Like you better suck it up." He's like, <laughs> "Oh yeah." That, was was, that thing came out instantly too and killed his ass. I remember that. Yeah, I remember I laughed. I was like, "Man, he did this shit." Oh, he's, like, he's a goner. Yeah. Oh man. Michael Clark Duncan in Armageddon when they're going through that uh, training and they take him up in that jet. <laughs> He's like, all right, just take it a little slow. It's like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Clark Duncan cannot uh, handle those jets in Armageddon. Oh, that's really big ass. Rest, rest in peace. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm going to do this week. I'm going to make a compilation of screens for y'all because this, y'all making this shit funny and it should be funny. Y'all laughing at something they ain't supposed to be laughed at. <laughs> Y'all, y'all sick. Y'all laughing at horror films. <laughs> a couple quick headlines I came across this week. Uh, Sean mentioned the name Antoine Fuqua, so I can't overlook this. The production company Lionsgate, I'm sure you guys are familiar with them. They yes. Some of the best action movies. Recently hired Antoine Fuqua to direct a movie that's been on development on their shelf for over a decade titled Michael. A Michael Jackson bio Ooh, movie I would like that. directed by Antoine Fuqua. Huh. Nice. Um, okay. Don't know. It's got to be an unnamed. Do you cast a black or white actor for this role? What do you do? <laughs> I'm just joking. Both. Of course, it's got to be yeah. black. You put him in you black face in the first half of the movie, <laughs> and then you wash him off for the second half. You get the actor from Elvis. You put him in blackface the first half. <laughs> hey, that'd be kind of funny. Hey, hey Robert <laughs> no, Downey got no. away with blackface, and he got Oscar nominated True. for it. But I'm not sure if you guys have seen the Angela Bassett starring uh, Jackson's movie, uh, which I enjoyed. Oh, American Dream? American Dream, which I we all grew up probably that's, enjoying a that's lot. That's a classic in my household, kind of like watching the Temptations movie. Uh, agreed, agreed. But as an adult... You talk about the dude that played Simba's voice? 
The Jackson movie? Is that what you're talking about? No, no, no. When the adult Michael Jackson. I oh. thought the kid version was great. Oh, okay. But when they made the adult version of Michael Jackson, they they ended that, that mini movie with him coming out with Thriller. That's how this, that American Dream movie ended. The actor playing him was one of the absolute worst. Yeah, Obviously remember, a yeah. flamer. Didn't look like, yeah. And they took so many liberties. Me being the MJ historian, watching as an adult made me sick. They showed him recording... Billy Jean in the studio holding Bubbles the monkey. Mm. Like, get the hell out of here. All, the, all that Bubbles and craziness and plastic surgery. And hey, we don't know his life. No. We don't know what he was doing. It could have been totally realistic. No. no. Okay, maybe not. It, no, there's, no, there was no craziness until Thriller became a phenomenon. When he was the biggest star in the world, that's when the craziness started. The only thing people made fun of Michael Jackson for was his voice. There was no Bubbles, no pedophilia. No stuck in a child's mind. He was a flat-out superstar with the world. He was literally on top of the world. Then the craziness started. So I I think that's a little revisionist history that makes me sick. But I thought that was pretty crazy. Um, And apparently Mel Gibson is going to be shooting a Passion of the Christ sequel this year. What? I heard that's actually rolling. They've been talking about it for 10 years. But, yeah, he's going to deal with the resurrection. Um I still think The Passion of Christ was a great movie, but one of those movies is hard to watch more Very hard to than watch. once. Yeah, that's that. you got to prepare yourself to sit through that for a second time. I haven't seen that since then, since that time. I can't watch it. Yeah, that, that got a lot of split. I thought it was phenomenal, actually. I thought they did a great job humanizing Christ. While on top of talking about uh, really pinpointing what made him a spiritual figure on top of that, I thought it was phenomenal, but man... It will ruin your day sitting through that. You just feel, you just want to cry the rest of the day. That's a sad, disturbing movie. It's not a movie that I want to watch over and over again, but I, like, like what is the sequel going to be about? I feel like they made like somewhat of a sequel to that. Remember some movie they came out about 10 years ago? About <laughs> yeah, the, with the same actor as well. Where they were basically looking for Christ's, uh, like looking for his body, like the, the day they went back to go find him, and apparently he was missing. And they, I don't know. I feel like somebody was being really funny in a, in a trailer. Maybe it was like a spoof trailer. It was like, it was like called it like the greatest game of hide and go seek. I was mm-hmm. like, what? Hold on. Are you going to be talking about Christ like that? What's wrong with you? <laughs> Uh, so you've never seen The Passion of the Christ? I've seen bits and pieces. Like there's some parts I watched, I was like, all right, I can't watch this no more. I got to turn this off. It's, like, it's no. tough, but there's two moments that really get to me, and I think it really hammers home why there are religious fanatics towards Christianity. And when the devil's tempting him before he before he gets captured, the devil pretty much tells him, "Do you really think one man can carry the full burden of sin? No man can." And that really hit home of just the power of Christ and what he had to ordeal. And that's that's why I think people love because he took that burden off of humankind and and forgave us for it Mm -hmm. and gave us eternal life after we leave here on earth. And the devil was trying to make sure that did not happen by any means necessary. So you see that struggle throughout the film and they that's a movie that kind of flashes back through certain points of Christ's life and he tells one of the disciples he was like I, I believe you when you say you love me man but before I die you're going to betray me three times oh yeah, yeah. yeah. and the portrayal was so minor the guy was just trying to save his life when they were crucifying that was Christ. Judas right no no no, no. Wasn't Judas? it wasn't Judas no, no it wasn't Judas but it was one of his people who pretty much had his back all the way yeah, yeah. but once they pretty much incriminated Christ and were about to put him on the cross mm-hmm. The crowd was saying, hey, you're one of the disciples. I've seen you with them. 
And he was like, no, 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 I'm no not. it's not yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, he just said, no, he, not, he said, you're going to deny me three times. Yeah, yeah, he didn't he, say you're going to betray me. He said, you're going to deny me three times. He did, too. He was like, I, he don't was, know, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, and all they did is exchange a look. Mm. And you could tell Christ understood, and he forgave him. Right. He, he knew was, what they would do the, to the him. The dude was yeah. still like, hey, I, to- I told you so. I'm, if, if that doesn't make a believer, I don't know what, what else will. There's some powerful moments in that movie, and I, I do think it's it's a classic and. We were just talking about actors going into the directing. Mel Gibson knocked it out the park with that. He oh, knocked yeah. it out the park. Absolutely. Now, you think you think he's going to pull it off again? I hope so. I'm rooting for him. I I, I like seeing. I even though I was not a big fan of Apocalypto, and that was that beginning stages of movies being shot on digital film, and I still think the digital photography in that movie looks like complete crap. But. Uh, he's a, he's a very good filmmaker. I, I hope he does pull it off. No, I'm wishing him nothing but the best. I'm wishing him nothing but the best because I am a Mel Gibson fan. You know, Same here. Regardless of all the the wrongdoings he's had in his past, I, I still like to give him another chance because mm-hmm. you can't deny talent like that. At least not for long. You can try to hold him back for a little while, but eventually they do sprout out and they do prove that they can uh, they can overcome any damn thing. So he's a movie star, and I actually uh, rewatched Maverick a couple weeks ago. First time in a long time. <laughs> I told you that movie's good. That movie's awesome. I forgot Alfred Molina was played the Mexican in that. Remember the yeah Doc Doc Ock Doc Ock. I, yeah. I've seen that movie at least fifteen times. Yeah, I, I never realized I was Doc Ock playing that Mexican in that movie. That was hilarious. It was a nice role. And like I said, when uh, Danny Glover popped up, I was like, ah oh, man, <laughs> he, he, he's showing off. Right yeah, right, I got and it. even I got even it. through it, I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> no, because I think they played like the the lethal weapon music when, he, when, when <laughs> yeah they did when he pulled the bandana off his face and they kind of <laughs> yeah. looked at each other like, damn, he looked familiar. Yeah, same same director from all three lethal weapons made that. Is that uh, Richard Donner? Richard Donner. Yep, right on the money. All right. All right, now, Hidden Gem time, man. Who got the Hidden Gem ready for us this week? Ryan, go ahead. You got it. I'll, I'll just pick you. Um, I think all three of us have seen this movie, but I have a feeling a lot of our younger viewers have not. And um, I would say that this movie introduced me to my love for Hans Zimmer. So I've been a Hans Zimmer fan since 1994. And I'm going to put the, uh, I'm going to shout out to the Wesley Snipes 1994 movie Drop Zone, where he plays a police officer investigating his, uh, he's on a plane that uh, gets hijacked and he, his brother got killed during the hijacking, who was played by the Cosby Show's Malcolm Jamal Warner. So he uh, does an investigation into some of the best skydivers in the United States to figure out who could have been behind such a heist. Uh, this movie also stars um, your boy from the Green Mile, Michael Jeter, who, in my opinion, had the most disturbing death in that movie. Uh, the guy with the mustache and the mouse. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's the hacker who they, who Gary Busey is the second lead actor of this. Gary Busey leads a team of criminals who uh, specialize in skydiving, and they eventually get involved with a criminal organization to steal CIA and FBI documents from from buildings, and their plan is to skydive from a plane onto the facility and go undetected. But they have to have this hacker to do that, and that's who Michael Jeter plays. And uh, another famous or popular reality of Hollywood are actors and actresses who have great roles and you think they're going to be the next big thing. And 
you don't see him really do anything after that. Um, there's an actress by the name of Yancey Butler in this movie, and she is not only a badass, but smoking hot and hilarious. I thought for sure she was going to be one of the bigger actresses out after I saw this movie in theaters. And uh, she never really did much much sense. Uh, this movie holds up well. The 90s was uh, my favorite decade of movies, and part of that is because of the action movies here. And uh, most of the action movies that I adore in the 90s were under two hours. Uh, pretty much had an action scene every 15 minutes. Had great music and a lot of good comedy that doesn't uh, that doesn't get stale with age. And Drop Zone is a prime example of that. And now let's get into the highlight of Drop Zone, and this is the music of the movie. Man, oh man. Uh, outside of John Williams' love from me uh, being obsessed with Jurassic Park, this is a movie I, when I saw as a youngster, I said, who did the music for this? This movie, this music freaking rocks. There are countless scenes where it makes damn near the hair stand up on your skin when you hear the score <laughs> kick in. Uh, one jack-off snips a line on one of the uh, one of the parachutes of a skydiver. So when he jumps out of a plane, his chute doesn't open, and one of his teammates has to kind of fl- go a little bit faster to save his life. Hans Zimmer's score during that scene is phenomenal. You you feel like running through a wall. That might get you hyped before a football game just listening to that music. It is utterly fantastic. And while this is not Wesley Snipes' best movie, even though I'll still give it an 8 out of 10, it's extremely enjoyable with a very likable cast and good action. The score is what stands out here and started my love with Hans Zimmer, who's still working today and really knocked it out the park with Christopher Nolan and Inception in his Batman trilogy. But 1994, Drop Zone. If you need to see why Wesley Snipes is one of the bigger stars of the 90s, this is a good example. Drop Zone, 1994. Great movie. You have been praising this movie for a very <laughs> I didn't long. realize. I'm, you you, ta- t- you talk about this movie like it's a godfather. It's, it's definitely not. It's definitely not. But it holds a special place in my heart just because of the cool factor and that damn score is incredible. Incredible. Hall of Fame worthy. Cool, man. Yeah. All right. I'll go next because I'm going to keep it lighthearted on my end because I'm I'm getting back in the swing of watching a lot of animated films. That's what I'm talking about. Now, animated films is always going to have a special place in my heart. Like I said, I'll spend my weekend watching The Fox <laughs> and the Hound, like all these old Disney movies that I like and love so much as a kid. So I'm trying to get some nostalgia back in me and watching it with my kids so they can understand their father a little bit better on how I grade movies and what actually keeps me laughing but one movie they I have to say that my family enjoys me watching this movie only because they they truly do like to watch me watch movies sometimes this is seem like my facial reaction and this movie right here has like at least two or three like uh, funny scenes where I can watch it over and over again and I'm still cracking ribs every time I'm watching it because it was just so damn funny. And this movie is uh, called Storks. It's a movie that came out in like 2016. It has, um, I think, Michael Keegan. This is like the voice of one of the people. I think, uh, I, th- I think. Uh, from Kim Pill fame? From Kim Pill. And I also think uh, Andy Sandberg is uh, one of the other uh, voice actors on this film. Damn, I'm t- 
trying to remember the voices on here. Kelsey Grammer, I think is another guy on here. And uh, Jennifer Anderson, that was the other one. Jennifer Anderson's also a voice on here. And Danny Trejo, also another voice on here. And uh, Ty uh, Burrell, mm. if y'all familiar with him from, um, what's that movie? Uh, not that movie. Um, John of the Dead. He was one of the guys that got stuck in the mall. And which that, which character was he? He was like uh he was like the tall black hair guy. He came in later on in the film. I don't know who you're talking about. Okay, and, uh, and, uh, I remember him. He was in a uh, Modern Family, that one show. That's on I ABC. know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, so you know, this film is basically like they're just playing off the the fairy tale that uh, babies come from you know you know a certain place, and they have like these little storks that deliver the babies, and like they're you know the blanket or whatever they deliver to the families, or whatever. So basically, like this. The story of this one is like there's like this one baby they got left behind and basically like she's like the one like human that's working at like this stork uh company where that delivers babies but you know the you know she she goes to that whole phase like I want to try to find like my my family that I was supposed to go to and then basically it's just like a journey of her trying to go back and find her family that's the best way I can just uh, summarize it as but mostly I think it's like a good family film to watch with your kids like the kids is kind of like a it works for the older kids like 15 16 my kids still laugh at this stuff and of course it plays well with the young kids like you know five and six you know somewhere around that age but I watch it because there's just like a two or three funny moments in this film and every single time it cracks me up. If you guys just want to watch like an animated film that just makes you laugh, like this one I put up there, animated films for the most part, they are what they are, but every once in a while they do put in humor in there where only adults seem to get the humor. I like it when they try to toe that line of like, like yeah, like that, like this is, I don't think kids are going to get this, but we're playing into like, you know, Kids got to bring like their parents to the movie, so we got to bring in some kind of humor for them to kind of keep them entertained as well. So, movies that do do that, I think Shrek does that a lot. Another one, like when they throw in like adult humor, where it's like, uh, I don't think the kids will understand this, but I'm laughing at this, and they have no idea why I'm laughing. So SpongeBob used to do that a lot. Like, all right, now SpongeBob, I know what the hell you're doing. What the hell is it? <laughs> it I know is. The kids doing don't Rocco's Martin Life. All Martin, yeah. You know what? The older I get, the more I understand Squidward. Yeah, Squidward don't like shit. Man, <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. He don't want to be bothered at all. He like, can't. Squidward, like, I understand. Like, maybe when my younger days, I was like SpongeBob, but now that I'm at, you get out of job yeah. so long ago, you like Squidward. Like, like, what do you want, man? Like, hers is, order your damn food so you get the fuck on about it. <laughs> like, I totally understand. Like, Squidward, Squidward, you all hyped up and shit. Like, God damn, <laughs> yeah. get your ass out of here. <laughs> we all got a SpongeBob. Yeah. In our oh, life. Yeah. We all got a Squidward in our life. Yep. If you don't know who is who, you probably Squidward. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. Yeah, so uh, if y'all just want to watch a uh, movie with your family, your kids, you know, go ahead and watch Swords. I think it's on Hulu right now, so. Go ahead and turn that on and uh, go ahead and have a good time for about an hour and a half. Like, it's no three-hour movie, so, yeah, you're not going to kill a bunch of time, but good hour and a half of good family fun right there. Go ahead and watch Storks. Nice. All right, Sean, what you got for I us? got one. We talked about it before. Um, this guy is the, one of the best. FD, the, the the funniest man of all time, Richard Pryor. Oh, damn. The toy. We talked nice. about Ooh, I thought he was going to bring up Stir Crazy or no, something. I know. I would have. We talked about Stir Crazy before. I'm going to go with the toy. It's on HBO. Man, I watched that too. Cause it oh, just with the all, Wonder Wheel. Yeah, with the Wonder <laughs> Wheel. Uh, unemployed journalist Jack Brown is attempting to make ends meet as a night janitor in a store department where he's um, confronted by Louisiana millionaire U.S. Bates, Jackie Gleason's character, uh, on his annual visit. And he gets him to... Um, uh, he gets purchased, actually purchased by his son because he's playing with all the toys in the store. And his son 
gets whatever you want because this dude's a billionaire and he he actually wants Richard Pryor as a toy. And so they hire Richard Pryor as a toy and he has to, you know, befriend this little boy. And it's just it's a good movie, man. It's funny. Uh, it, I remember watching this way back in the ni- early 90s, probably even the late 80s maybe I've seen this. Um, my dad we watched this a couple times. It would come on TV every now and then. But Richard Pryor... He's he, this is like after he's been burnt, I think, because you can see on his chest all the scars he had. Uh, so uh, this is a good movie, man. It's a good time. Classic. It, he befriends that little boy yeah. and actually make a newspaper because that's kind of like what Richard Pryor was like a journalist. And he's just struggling to make ends meet. Rides a bike around town, almost get hit by a bus and shit. You know, it's just classic Richard Pryor. And the little boy is freaking annoying and he wants to quit and he sets, up, sets off alarms on him and all this shit and drops oatmeal on his head all the time. And he just can't stand him at first, but they end up having a nice little camaraderie and a nice little friendship. And the little boy just didn't have anybody in his life. Even though his dad was rich, he never had that kind of special relationship with his dad. So he kind of took that on Richard Pryor and um, they became friends and he actually had to rescue uh, the the billionaire guy at the end because he fell in the in the pool, but it's funny. Uh, it's it's a good movie. It's a nice little heartwarming movie. One of Richard Pryor's not not his best, but it's a good one. It's something that's low key and hidden gem for sure. And that's on HBO Max. Nineteen eighty two came out uh, even before we were born. So uh, I'm gonna go with the toy Richard Pryor, the best, probably the funniest man of all time, the number one comedian in my in my mind. Uh, he's top one or two. He has to be. So, uh, has to but be. He, this is not the Richard Pryor you would see. He's been. This is watered down Richard Pryor for sure because uh, he couldn't do all the crazy shit he usually say. So, uh, but the toy is on HBO Max. Richard Pryor, you that one to try? So love that movie. Oh yeah. You know, once again, it's one of those movies where I. I didn't catch on to a lot of the subtle humor pieces that they yeah, had. Way yeah. different as an adult. Yeah, for sure. It, you know how long it took me after a while to watch that movie where I realized he kept saying Master Bates? Master Bates, yeah. I yeah. was like, oh, fuck. How that would not be PG that? in no. today's rating system. No. That would have been, that probably would have got an R rating today. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah, that movie should... the part where the boss like tells his assistant, hey, man, take your pants off. <laughs> He's like, right now? Like, take your pants off. And the little boy, see, Jack, that's what you're going to have to do. you got to take your pants off, man. You don't want to be doing that. That's going to lower you as a man. It's just, it's just funny. Richard Pryor is just hilarious. I love that man yeah. so much. Yeah, they had him dressed up as a, as a maid and shit. It's like, why you got a mustache? <laughs> oh, it's, it's funny, man. Uh, didn't he have like some shit in his office where he hit like a button and all of a sudden the clothes come off? Oh, like of a, his wife. Yeah, of his yeah, wife. Yeah. And uh, he hit the button accidentally and it came off and took a photo of it and shit. Yeah, and like, yeah. Yeah. That, that movie is so classic. It's good. Yeah. You know what streaming service is on? I need to find HBO that. Max. HBO Max. Sweet. Because yeah. they need to give more updates. Because every once in a while they just pop up with like new stuff on like the streaming service, and I have no idea that it popped up. So. It's on HBO Max right now. Because I know Netflix does it every once in a while. They'll just come like, "Hey, like a movie you watch, like you might like this one." And I saw like, "Oh, damn, y'all just put every single Rocky movie out on here." They got every Rocky. They got all the Transformers for some reason. Like, how do they do that? I thought like uh, MGM got bought out by Amazon. They did. They probably bought the rights for it for a certain amount of time. They probably gave them $100 million to stream it for three months. That's how it works. Yeah, yeah you'll see Forrest Gump come and go on Netflix all the time. I know. I keep seeing movies pop in and out of my list that was on there once before, then it pops up again because, you know, they, they bought the rights for like a few months. I'm like, man, y'all better stop leasing this shit out. Just keep it on one service. <laughs> I got a real good kick out of uh, leading up to The Rise of Skywalker, Star Wars Episode Nine. All the Star Wars movies were on Disney+. Plus except episode eight 
the I last Jedi. Why. And that was the I, only only Star Wars movie Netflix had. I got a real good kick out of that. I they, wonder why they, Disney knew that was the worst Star Wars movie. So that's the one they were willing to sell. Yeah, they're they <laughs> like, ain't nobody gonna watch this <laughs> shit. Like this is going then on. They, and when they do, they're gonna be pissed off. No, that, oh, that shit man. probably is on Crackle or some shit like that. Like some streamers service you ain't never heard of. I don't. I don't think you realize how big a phenomenon BB-8. And all these characters were when that movie came out. It brought a whole new fan base. Do you remember when that movie came out? And uh, what is it? uh, Was it Neil deGrasse, the astrology dude, whatever? He kept like he does like this thing where he does like movie reviews. And he's like, man, there's no way in hell like a a robot like BB-8 would actually roll around on the sand like that. He'll be sliding uncontrollably (laughs) everywhere. It would never work. And then everybody got pissed. I'm like, you ruined the damn movie, man. Just just trying to turn your brain off, man. Just enjoy the movie. He's like, all right, fine. I'll shut up. But again, that doesn't make any damn sense. It would never work like that. I was like, all right, man. You're not going to enjoy hardly any movie if you you can't get past that. No, but I just like a different perspective on certain things. And I, I you know how it is when we like tear down movies because we just can't get past like certain points or like this doesn't make any sense, that doesn't make any sense. It's like, okay, Neil deGrasse would ruin damn near any sci-fi movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, ever. yeah. Speaking of your Big Bang Theory, actually, some of my coworkers at my last job were quoting that show trying to tear down my beloved Raiders of the Lost Ark. They tried to one of the characters. Oh, I remember that. I know what episode you're talking about. They, they tried to say, yeah. Indiana Jones is completely pointless <laughs> yeah, to the storyline. The same outcome would have happened no matter if he was in it or not. No, I, I, I 100%. It did make disagree. me go, huh. They never would have found the Ark without Indy. They're, that's going off the assumption since the Nazis were so powerful, they would have found the Ark. Indiana Jones found the Ark. The Nazis would not have found it without Indy. He found it, and they trapped him down. I remember what die. they said. They said if it weren't for Indy, they would have dug in the right spot or something Which like Which is that. ridiculous. It, I couldn't believe my. Yeah, they, they were quoting the Big Bang Theory to tear down one of my favorite movies. It pissed me off at 9 o'clock in the morning. I actually kicked him out of my office. <laughs> like, you know, you're not starting the day sitting here bad mouth one of my beloved Indiana Jones movies. Get the hell out of Dodge, man. Well, you know, every once in a while, sometimes they make a good point. You have to get your bias out of it. <laughs> you have to try to... I know it's I know it's tough and it's weird coming from me because I have a lot of bias against a lot of people, but sometimes you just have to get your brain out of it. <laughs> well... It, it, seem, it seems weird, but if you keep overthinking every single thing, like you'll never enjoy another movie ever again. Very true. Very true. Sometimes you just have to go like, all right, it is what it is. Yeah. It, it exists. I'm not going to do any more about it. All right. All right, guys. Did I miss anything? We got everything out. Mm-hmm. Another great so. episode in the yeah, bag. It felt yeah, like it. Yeah. And we made good time on oh, this yeah. one too, man. I can probably I can get home, man. I can probably get ten o'clock. Oh my god! I know, man. We made great time tonight. That's Imagine how it'll be if you showed up on time. <laughs> <laughs> we're taking baby steps here. Yeah. We're getting closer. Right, no, we'll we, we, we get, we're getting yeah. closer. I'm gonna take whatever I can get. At oh, this yeah. point, man. I, thank you guys for waiting on me. Yeah, you've had plenty of opportunities to start the show without me. So uh, I love. Love you both. No, no, yeah. we, we we can't we, we can't start the episode just, without you. No, you I think we did that like one time, and one it was like time, yeah. like you walking in like, oh, so sorry. Like, oh, damn. <laughs> that's what we hear every single time. <laughs> we y'all had over. a guest. To yeah, show. yeah. We we had no, he was looking at what the hell's going on here. <laughs> we gonna get it started or what? I'm like, oh, that, that that's Ryan. He part of the episode. <laughs> do you like, even put the headphones on or what do we do here? We just talk. Well, yeah, just yeah. keep on talking. We'll just we'll, <laughs> like, like, we'll, we'll take it out. That later. was yeah. one of my lowest times in my adult life. I had no car. It was bad. Oh man, but it, it it is what it is, man. But once again, everybody, thanks for tuning in for another great episode of Cinemax Events. If you haven't already, look us up on Facebook, Instagram, uh, look us up on iHeartRadio, Apple, 
Spotify, anywhere you get your podcasts, or where you can find us. Remember to like and share this episode with anybody that's near and dear to your heart. Anybody that's a movie fan, movie lovers, or if you simply just want to learn something new about movies, and we can educate you a little bit. You know, that's another reason to come in, tune in to this my boys. So, Brian, yes, thank you for showing up. Yes, sir. Sean, hope you have a good week. I will. Thank good luck you. to your Bills this you week. Too, likewise, likewise. Yeah. Yeah. Bills, Cowboys, Super Bowl yeah, rematch we, from the nineties. No, oh, we, no. We, we need we need luck. We need a miracle. We need like the quarterback <laughs> to get cars up in a car accident or yeah, something no, like that. Yeah. You guys got a better chance in Buffalo. Yeah. You don't got to go through Joe Burrow and uh, his receivers yeah, and Patrick that. Mahomes. Both scary situations. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, them. I'll take Daniel Jones any day of the week over Joe Burrow. Oh, yeah. Uh, that same snowplow that got Jimmy Ritter, we got to get him at San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, man, that dude yeah. look like he on fucking Sabo. He right. out there looking like Steve Young and I shit. I know, man. <laughs> oh, that's right. Y'all got the Niners this yeah, week. Yeah, that's right. Niners, tough. Yeah. That oh, defense is scary. And they run the ball, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They going to whoop our ass. I hope so. Yeah, yeah but that yeah. might surprise you. Yeah, yeah, but if we make it, uh, well, there'll be another great week, and I'll be really excited to come back and talk about it All next right. week. Well, we'll be looking forward to it. All right, so in the meantime, y'all have a good week. Go out, watch something, and have a good one. All righty, good night. All right.